You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another edition of Sports Another-ish. We're looking kind of light in the family today, but uh, <laughs> what's up, Hayes? What's up, Hayes, man? What's going on with Detroit Yard? It sounds like we finally got you in the beginning. Sometimes you come in and struggle <laughs> a little bit late. Uh, on CP time, man. You know how that it's goes. It's all good. It's all good. For people who don't know, it might be your first time listening. I'm Troy. We're missing our uh, host, Bud, and uh, Big Freaky Real. He might be coming in late, but uh, we got a guest today, man. He family to us. Y'all might not know him, but uh, welcome, welcome, my brother Shane, man. What's good? What's good? Appreciate it, man. Just uh, Come a little bit closer. Appreciate it, man. Just glad to be here. Um, can finally, you know. Relax and talk some sports instead of coaching it. That's man. my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> like T.O., that's my teammate. That's yeah, my quarterback. Man. That's my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, man. I know it's busy for you, man, especially as a basketball coach. It's like all year round for you. So yeah. you, you rarely get any time off. So. Yeah, man. Like, it doesn't stop. You know, you go from uh, February with tryouts. We still in season um, at Hazel Park. And, you know, we traveling Grand Rapids, Lansing, Indy. Dallas, um, Chicago, and then June we off, but that's that's our time to coach our high school kids. So you know, I still still working, you know. And then July, you know, you got three more big tournaments, you know, and it's a live period, so you know the kids got to be ready to play. And then August, I'm supposed to be off, but I'm coaching football this year again. So, <laughs> okay, um, okay. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy because you know we're gonna segue into that topic. We're gonna touch on it, but you essentially on the AAU grassroots surface. Mm-hmm. You probably seen or got a look at some of these kids that got drafted on this past Thursday, and uh, you even get a look into what's coming next within the pipeline. Yeah. So we can actually, you know, since we're talking about it, uh, we're gonna touch on the draft. But is there any guys that you feel coming down that pipeline that we're gonna be seeing within the next three to four years that people should be looking out for? So even though he didn't get drafted high, Kyle Guy, I seen him as a as okay a, as eleventh grader. I was like. Oh, this this white boy, nice. Like he's like that nice, and now I say he's gonna be getting paid for this. And what position does he play? Uh, the two. Yeah, the two? he played at yeah. uh, Virginia. He yeah. actually hit the clutch free throws for them to yeah. beat Auburn. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I got you. I, got he, you. I think he bought on a championship yeah. game he too. Did. He did. He like played 20. for um, this, yeah. this this program called Indiana uh, Elite, and they they a huge program. So they got they got a lot of guys pumping out. Um, you know, I wasn't able to see Zion. You know, they even though we were on Adidas, we wasn't that big at the time. So um, okay, but we we like Kyle guys got that stands out. Like yo, I remember shaking his hand. Like yo, you are gonna be good? Oh, so yo, actually so, like playing yeah, like we him. actually had to had to figure out how to stop him. <laughs> you know, what I'm so you know, <laughs> yeah, because you look at a guy with that type of build, you like man, this guy not about to put no work in, yeah. but. He he just gets the job done. Actually, shout out to Virginia. They had a good draft. Uh, they did. DeAndre yeah. got uh, drafted. And then Ty Jerome mm-hmm. got drafted in the first round. So while we're on the draft, just big picture, what's your reaction to it? The top three, the four picks we kind of seen was coming. Yeah. They're definitely the top three. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about, uh, you know, we've been touching. We all knew Zion was going to go one. But what do you think it was about in the draft in the whole, Hayes? No, it's interesting, man. You know, I think it's one of the deeper drafts that we've had in, in a while. Yes, very and I, deep. I think it was kind of, um, you know, I think a lot of people fell. Not a lot of people, but uh, I think the guy that the Pistons picked up, they said he fell to them. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. I heard I, I, some I mixed reviews. I, I, 
I don't, don't touch I don't, on the Pistons. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. It's cool. But but the overall draft, though, man. To be honest with you, I, I I just like the raw emotion. Like, damn, you see Zion up there crying. You know, you're gonna be the number one draft pick. But damn, you still up there crying. That's the emotion that he felt. Like, man, I'm the number one pick of the NBA draft. You know, showing his emotion. RJ, I'm Barrett. glad you brought that up because my brother, my twin brother, we talked about that, and it's crazy. I'm sure a lot of these guys. Zion, RJ, mm-hmm. they felt like they knew they were going to be drafted. They knew it. But I think that emotion hits you. Like, people don't realize these kids have these dreams when they're nine, yeah. 10. Uh-huh. And then to just see it really happen, Putting just come to fruition, yeah. fruition, all that hard work you put in. Yeah. I just felt for them, too. I think yeah. it was crazy. It seemed like all the waterworks was uh, showing. Yeah. Then my other thing my cousin mentioned, uh, I mean, you know, on a draft, it was shocked how many of these people had lost parents or loved ones. Yeah, that, that got me. Yeah, that was yeah. getting me too, man. So me, man. I really, a lot of times we just look at these guys as just. Like Kobe White lost his old dude to Lewis Liver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, liver yeah so you like just that. see these guys as just entertainers, but you don't really sometimes feel good. It's a I struggle mean, to get to Yeah, they're real yeah. people, man. As, as much as, as talented as they are and make it look so easy, they they breathe the same air as us. Yeah, anything else, uh, your thoughts just on the draft as a whole? Like I said, we're going to touch on the Pistons, but. Yeah, as as a whole, though, man, it was, um, you know, I, it was a couple of people. I, I'm surprised that um, Phoenix, I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm like, wow. Uh, that, that that was kind of shocking. Yeah, that was a little shocking to me with, with Cam. And then I didn't realize, like, damn, Devin Booker is younger than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you rarely <laughs> see people get drafted. At that age, it's like the NBA is scared of them. Uh, mm-hmm. What you thought about just the, on that one? That was a shocker. I mean, that, yeah, that, it was. That, that, that kind of that was shocking. a head scratcher. People mm-hmm. thought he was going to be there for the Pistons. That, that's what I thought too. But you know, he's one of those plug and play guys. Like mm-hmm. he, you don't got to take time to develop him. Mm-hmm. You know what he going to give you? He going he going to play twenty plus minutes for you. You know they already got, uh, I guess, an older, younger team. Um, getting old boy from uh. From Villanova last year, so yeah, that that's what shocked you know, me too. So it's like they kind of put the same position. Thank you. It's like you trade T.J. Warren, who was another wing player. Right. We don't know what's going on with Josh Jackson, Detroit <laughs> guy. He got a lot of crazy <laughs> oh, man, stuff going right on. <laughs> he might be in China soon. Yeah, and then <laughs> so it seemed like you trying to create some type of space to l- allow these young wings to play. You just get, drafted Mikael Bridges last year, mm-hmm. and so you trade away T.J. Warren in Indiana. And then you trade back and you trade your pick, the sixth pick, whereas Garland or Kobe White, my favorite player in the draft, you could have, I felt they could have been good next to Devin Booker. But mm. you even trade that pick back to get Cam Johnson, man. Yeah, that, just, was, that was, that was another wing. Is just, I don't know what, I just don't know what Cleveland that was, was a hair scratcher to me, too. Yeah, Kevin Porter. I, I, I no, they got uh, Darius Garland, yeah, and they, uh, they yeah, just drafted and Kevin Porter, and they just drafted uh, my man's last year. They just drafted a young bull, Colin Sexton. Yeah, Colin Sexton. It. So it's they, like they, they said they want to be Blazers East. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, okay. people make them comparisons so so early, man. I kind of hate it. You know what? I kind of despise that about the ESPN. I think they put my man Chauncey in a bad spot. Oh, uh, he. Oh yeah, uh, man, no, was, some of those comparisons. Yeah, bro. those comparisons he, on there was just kind of. So uh, they ain't sign off on all those. The fourth pick of the draft. <laughs> you tell me how you feel. If you're the fourth pick, we don't know how good you're going to be. Mm-hmm. But he said, the fourth pick of the draft reminds him of Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, solid NBA player. If you get that, cool. But there you take Rui Hachimar at nine. 
and you call him Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard, right. I'm like, just bro, you you all over the place. Then he tried to say young Kawhi. Young I'm like, Kawhi. no, no Kawhi. No, <laughs> no Kawhi. And shout out to Bill Simmons. He had me rolling. He was like, is it Kawhi in 10th grade? Like, he said, <laughs> what Kawhi are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, man, they just need get realistic expectations. Right. Everyone is not going to be a superstar. And mm-hmm. We got to keep putting these uh you know, just Stop unrealistic. Labels on, yeah, on labels on kids, kids, man. Kids. Like, they don't even know how to drive or do taxes yet. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. we, we giving all these kids this, this high expectations. High expectations. We don't know what we're going to get. It's right. different when you, you know, you in college, you're the man, you in AAU, you're high school, you're the man, but now it's your job. Yeah. This is, this is a job what you have to do every day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that, that's the bigger picture. You know, you got to be accountable. Nah, coach ain't going to wake you up. If you late to practice, you late. Yeah. So, you know, you got to draft guys with, with that integrity, too. So um, sometimes I do get why um, the older guys are drafted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, you, ain't, you don't got to chase them around like they did Josh or yeah. like a James White, another story. Or it might be yeah. a possible yeah. Kevin Porter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you don't you don't have to do that with those older guys in their, in their uh, frame of thinking. And if you look at it, a lot of the time, these guys aren't mature yet. Mm-hmm. So they have to do that. Banger bust, try to get that young guy. But a lot of times they want to might even be ready to for the next coach or right. the next GM. Yeah. And essentially to when they would graduate from high I mean, if you know, either come out their junior year or senior year. Mm-hmm. So uh just uh let's just get some more thoughts on uh Zion. We can't talk about him enough, but just pro projections, how you gonna see how you see him planning out. I mean panning out. I look at him for me personally. I think if it works out for him, great. He can be in that Blake Griffin mode, uh, Larry Johnson. Mm-hmm. But I, I like his floor. I think at the worst, he can be Montrez Harrell. I don't see him. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it doesn't work, I don't see an Anthony Bennett type thing. That guy was lazy. Oh, man. Whereas he would have to just max out just to be a good NBA player. I still think, okay, even if Zion doesn't turn into a superstar, he still get that type of role where he can make an impact on the floor just because mm-hmm. he plays hard. Yeah. Right. And, you know, my cousin, uh, Tone, shout, uh, shout out to him. He been messing with me all week talking about, man, he the same size as uh, Adam Silver, man. What, what position he going to play? <laughs> but I'm just like, when you play that hard, yeah. I just think yeah. it's a role for you in the league. I mean, his, his athleticism alone is going to mask a few of those mm-hmm. physicality deficiencies. I mean, he's the second – Biggest player weight wise in the NBA. 287. You know, I just That's hope a big boy. Yeah. I just hope That's he don't go down there eating that Papa Dose every day. Yes. Hope he stay in shape. Yes. You know, I mean, and, and I'm with you. I think his ceiling could be the the ceiling could be a Charles Barkley, who was, mm-hmm. a, who was a top 50 player, however you want to call it. Now, especially on yeah, the break, yeah, he can rebound. Like he can rebound, he can pass, he can actually put the ball on the ground. Now, his shot is very slow. Mm-hmm. So in Duke, you know, you can get that shot off. You got R.J. Barrett out there, and, you know, it's college basketball. I don't even get that shot off against uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, against uh, yeah, especially with that height. And then you got to switch off and say LeBron checking you, say Kawhi checking you. You know, like, I want to see that because now everybody's athletic. They don't mm-hmm. have your athleticism, yeah. but everybody's athletic. Yeah. So I want to see how you're able to do certain stuff. Those intangibles that we think you have, you know, can can you work on that and get that better? I I think he can. I hope he can. But you know, like I don't know. I don't know. So I think, it's I think, a, I think a head be, scratcher for you. It's it's, it's kind. Of, I mean, I'm not a head scratcher. I mean, he, he definitely number one pick. But I want to see how he plays down there. What's New Orleans plan? He can't play the five. 
He can't play the four. Cause Why he, people keep saying it about the five? That's that's a head scratcher to me too. No, he, well, he, he's I think, really not a four. Yeah, right. He's right, really like right. a small four. Right. I get that, but everybody throwing that five around with Zion. That, I don't. I, I think don't. at his size, it's a question about him guarding wing players. Mm-hmm. So you look at just the team they have around them now, and it touches on that Anthony Davis trade. Look what David Griffin was able to get for him. Turned into a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I would have liked to see they went. In, it seemed like they started drafting for need. You try to get players that fix. Uh, they got Jackson Hayes. He's going to be his center playing mm-hmm. next to him. So they're trying to put him in a great situation where it's not you come in independent on, on the savers. Griffin already came out said it's going to be Drew Holiday's team. He just want. Zion, you know, to just learn how to play. So it should be interesting. It's going to be a league pass team. Here's what he said. That's what he said. That's what the owner said. He said. I I think he was just doing that just to uh, get some of the pressure off of Zion and give Drew. I think you got to move on from Holiday, honestly. Now you got to you got Eventually. I think think eventually. You might as well, like, just if we're going to start this, if we're going to start this from the ground Do a full youth movement. Just forget it. Let's just get Lonzo. Let's have Ingram. Let's have... You know, Randall only what twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just have a whole youth. Randall opted out though, didn't he? But they could sign him. They back. can make a resign. They can him. I think you, they're going to have back? about thirty million in cap space. Made a lot of money. I wish. I wish we could have sent Andre Drummond down there. That's a different <laughs> subject. Man, that <laughs> want to be a rapper. Uh, John Moran, let's just put get your thoughts on him. Like I said, we've been talking about him the whole time. What you seeing with the? Hey, that's a, that's a player. As a coach, that's a player. I could he could play for me any day. Yes, like he plays hard. He gonna make some mistakes, but he plays hard. He he reminds me, and this is a crazy comparison that I, that I was that I looked at. Somebody said like a Ricky Rubio mm-hmm. and a Dame Lillard. I, and, I can see and, that. And I, but his heart, you never question. Like every like I watched a lot of. I'm a I'm a basketball junkie. Not mm-hmm. feeling that Rubio one. Yeah, you know he can pass the ball. Yeah, though. Rubio like, can he, pass. Yeah, he, 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 he can I'm just. Not, I'm not in a Rubio. No, fan. I'm not. So a I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased. That's but he, that he can he can pass the ball. He's yeah. athletic. You know. Uh, I would say a uh, a Russell Westbrook with an IQ almost, but not as athletic. I've been mm-hmm. hearing that a more you controlled know. Westbrook, and then people what they forget about Westbrook is he was a shooting guard his whole life. Yeah. So this is a kid that's already a point guard, has that mm-hmm. athleticism. Like I said, I watched, I caught some of his games, and like I said, if you just did look at that NCAA tournament game against Marquette, that guy dominated the game and only shot nine times, got a triple double. Like I said, played just. Under control, didn't have those top D one athletes around him. Yeah. But the team just was just going on all cylinders. Right. He was getting guys the passes in their pocket. Yeah. It was just control. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible when they said he was he's the only person to average twenty points and ten assists in the season since they've been keeping the record. Yeah, I think he averaged like twenty four and ten. Yeah, I think he's the only person since they've been keeping the assist record, I think since uh eighty four or maybe eighty three in college. They said he's only twenty and ten person, and you know, college got a lot of history to yeah. it, man. It's been everybody coming through them pipelines. So if you can accomplish that, and you're the one and only, my man, he got a he got a hell of a future in front of him, man. He, he he's does, in the right situation man. to to uh, to flourish. And I, I love his story, though, man. Mm-hmm. Like you got a kid who went to Murray State. People get into him with state that's Kentucky. In, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like they couldn't tell you. And and you got a kid who worked his tail off, who 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 actually played next to Zion and AAU. Mm-hmm. His last year, but just a kid who just worked so hard, like, and went up on the radar, and people like, oh, he can play, yeah, this kid can play, you know. So I don't care what division level basketball they gonna never change. 
Mm. If, this, if he's efficient right now, he's going to be efficient in the NBA. It's going to be a lot harder because now you mm-hmm. got to check the gotta check the best players every night. You know yeah, what I'm everybody so just everybody is good. good. You know, but his his work ethic is 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 something that's going that's going to carry him. And his story's great because he said he start. It was people act like you know Murray State was just his only offer. He said no, he had about. 20 college offers. Some people start to come on late. Mm-hmm. I think he said South Carolina came late, but he said his dad told him or go someone told him, go where you want it. Go where you want it. And you yep. being an AAU yeah. coach, like, yep. you can attest to something like yeah. that, I'm sure. Like, like you got to go, like, I got a kid by the name of Jahi Henson who, um, Cumberland University, offered him a full ride on the spot. He went out and had 30 that first game. Coach came up to me and said, yo, I need him. He was freshman of the year this past year. Uh, but all the uh, like not D one schools like yo they calling me about him now, nah thanks but no thanks I know they're gonna take care of my kid mm-hmm. you know they're gonna take care mm-hmm. of him and where he's at right now and there's other kids in my program who you know like they playing they they flourishing where they are but like, now the calls are happening so like go where you want and go where you love like the coach me and him sat and talked for an hour the coach still called me to this day you know just talking about who you got next for me coach who you, who you got next bro so that's. That's a, that's a huge thing. Don't shop your kid around, mm-hmm. you know, like he, uh, like his eBay. You know what I mean? Like and you see a lot of that. I'm yeah, sure you see yeah. it on the on your yeah. level. Yes. I've heard stories. One of my yeah. favorite books I read is called "Play Their Hearts Out." Mm-hmm. It's about a AAU basketball, the dark side you see of it. A lot of these players, man. So many people have their hands on them. A yeah. lot of people are getting bags yeah. off of these kids, and look at they Brian don't Bowen. think about them. Look yeah. at Brian Bond. He didn't get drafted again. Mm. Yeah. Look he at, did it. Look at the kid from Brewster that we were talking about, uh, Laquise. Mm-hmm. Like you got these people. Like I ain't gonna say uh, the AAU program that Bowen played for, but you know you taking all this money in Michigan, mm-hmm. and you wonder why you get like no no they, they don't they don't want to touch you. Mm-hmm. You know you getting the bad advice from the wrong people who are trying to fill their own pockets. You know, yeah. that's, 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 that's terrible. You're doing these kids disservice. So what, what would be, like, the best best way for them to go? Because, you know, maybe that's the first advice, and they think it's the best advice, but it turns out it's the worst advice. I mean, in my in my opinion, man, you know, you got to have a solid uh, foundation with parents. Parents. Like, the, they got to be involved. At home. If, 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 if mom and dad start chasing that bag, then what I say doesn't matter. They're going to take them from my program. We're going to let them go over there where they don't care. Right. You know, I still got some integrity in this, so I'm, I'm not about to— I'm not about to do anything illegal to mess my. I, I built all this sweat equity for the past ten years. I'm not about to yeah. piss it all away. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, but these parents, when they chasing the bag, they gonna get. They gonna get it. Mm-hmm. But if they want something legit, like you know, like a coach that I know that did it the right way was John Beeline. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, B-line, like, like yeah. he he was a dude that said, "Okay, I only recruit these kind of players," and that's it. Hurt us a little bit, but you know that's the kind of players they recruited. So. You know, it started with the parents, man. If if the parents ain't on board, then you're going to have the wild, wild west. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be shopping your kid around from team to team to team to team to team to team to team. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not doing the kid. And you see that. I used to hate it on AAU. Like, I'm, I played when I was younger. So we'd have a kid ball out. We'd probably get our ass kicked. Then you got the coach from the other team wanted to come get yeah, your best yeah, player on the exactly. team. He got his ass kicked on. Then yeah. the mom sent him up there for some tournaments. So yeah. now you just pouring yeah. your kid out. and uh, uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't, and that's one thing I've never been a fan. Like I don't do that, you know. Like if you with us, you with us. Mm-hmm. If you leave, you ain't coming back. You know what I mean? But then you go see the, on the other side. Go go play with the family. Go do all that. But when you don't play, 
Like you trying to come back with it now? Nah, yeah, because we get caught up in those names. Uh, yeah. We transitioned to RJ. He was the big, other big haul in this mm-hmm. draft. Uh, some people slated him as that in that one or two range coming in. He failed at three. It's not too bad. Uh, sometimes two people forget with him is he's supposed to be graduating high school this year. So <laughs> right. he did reclassify. Yeah. Uh, it's some stuff to work on in his game, but I feel the NBA is kind of tailor-made for him. Wide open uh, court. He's on a team where they're definitely going to let him shoot. Mm-hmm. So he's on a he's in a good situation. What do you think about RJ Hayes? I like his situation where his father has played and he kind of knows the ropes of how the they had a touching moment too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty dope. cool. Yeah, that broke me down too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was all right right there. That was that was pretty cool. And it's and it's grand uh god Godfather Steve Nash. Steve Nash. So he he has a lot of people that's positive in his ear. And he's going to need that and all the people who know the ropes because he's going to be dealing with the New York media. Mm-hmm. And they could be tough at times. You know what I'm saying? So he, I think I think he has a good foundation as far as that, as far as him scoring or whatnot. I think it's, it's his team to go. So, I mean, he doesn't have anybody in his way. He can go up there. He can pull all the shots that he need. He can work on everything he want. And we all know that this first year, you know, hey, you're just learning the ropes right now. So – it's a win-win situation for that uh, for that organization for RJ. I like RJ. Y'all is killing my man. Y'all been killing him all all year, man. He's shooting. I, I, I'm, I'm messing he, he my. He went guys. eight for thirty-one game, man. He shot. Two, he was like what two for fifteen for one three. Game. Y'all keep bringing up that one game. The Gonzaga it's, game. He ISO oh, five straight times and didn't pass. One game. It's true. Man. I called him out too for that. <laughs> and like I said, I said, then I said, Coach K is whispering in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, I, I definitely you know, I'm gonna get to uh, Shane, but. I like his game. I'm rooting for the kid. I just feel like it's just certain times, whereas his feel for the game is off. Mm-hmm. He's I was aggressive. In, he's aggressive. Yeah, he's very he, aggressive. He's aggressive. You know, he come from that whole – he remind me of an old-school type player. Right. He, don't do, right. he doesn't do the analytics. He trying to bully ball you get to the rim. Mm-hmm. So he def has to work on his jump shot, which a lot of these kids yeah. do. But I was still somewhat surprised at his passing and his rebounding. People forget he averaged like twenty two. Yeah, he did. And yeah. if it wasn't really, score. yeah. Like so if it wasn't, if it wasn't for him and Zion, I don't know how good Duke would be. This was not a strong Duke team this year. It was really dependent on two players. They thought Cam was going to help them out. Coach K didn't have the depth he normally has. Right. And they beat the defending. I mean, they won. They beat the team that won a national championship twice. So a lot of that has to do with RJ, great player. It's a lot he has to learn. It was just scaring me, just his decision-making down the stretch. Mm-hmm. What did you see with him? I mean, at the end of the day, he should be going to college this year. Yeah, he you should be at Duke this so, year. So, like, he, he's ahead of the curve, in my in my opinion. Yeah, he got a lot of stuff he needs to work on, but you got a six seven killer, mm-hmm. lefty, who who not afraid of the moment, not afraid to take the shot. I mean, I'm not sure what he's going to put around him in New York, but he got, I know he had Kevin Knox. I don't know if Moutier is still there, but – He's going. That's his team to run. You know? Do your uh, Chauncey's comparison for him? No, no. What, what he <laughs> called him Chicago Bulls Jalen Rose. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear that. <laughs> Her player in the Shout out to Jalen. That's my guy too. But Chicago Bulls Jalen Rose. <laughs> but I mean, I think I think you know he's going to have a very he's going to be a, he's a professional scorer. Mm-hmm. That's what he he's a professional yeah. scorer, and you can't stop him if if you are two guard. I feel sorry for you. Like he's like a. Paul George, 
Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what he reminds, he reminds me of a, of a left-handed Paul that's George. Good, yeah, he, can, he can get to the basket at will. He's going to develop a little bit more handle. He's going to have to lock in on defense a little bit more, like Paul George eventually did. But, you know, like he's a professional scorer. He, like, in two years, I don't see why he shouldn't be averaging 24 a game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just – that. if he's not doing that, then he did something wrong. Yeah, especially with the transition. Then you look at him. He played for Team Canada. Yeah. We always stacked in a youth level on a – I mean, on a Team USA. They beat us. Team, yeah, they beat yeah. us. So that showed a lot there. And RJ, if you look at it, he reclassified and still was the number one player for this past class. Uh-huh. Knocked out uh, Zion and Cam from their spot. Right. So I'm expecting some good things from him. Uh, Come from a good pedigree, man. I don't think, yeah. he, I don't think he's going to be scared of the, the bright lights of Madison Square Gardens. You know, coming out of Duke, you're already highly recruited. You're getting all the airtime. You're getting, uh-huh. getting all the interviews and everything. So he's embracing this. He said he wants to go to New York. He knows what's coming up. So, you know, he's going to be able to. Enjoy his uh, first year or two, but then after that, oh, that means you're going to expect yeah. something. Yeah, after 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 that, then 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 we're going to have some real expectations. And that, and that, he's going to let it fly, man. Like these are kids. Like these Thank kids you. can't even buy alcohol legally. You know what I'm saying? Like they like Devin Booker just turned 21. I mm-hmm. believe. You know, like these are these are kids. We're expecting them to carry a a multi billion dollar franchise. You know, and we and, and we sometimes lose sight of that because of their athletic ability. You mm-hmm. know, and I think I say that because I deal with kids every day with with my job. You know, and like these kids, some of these kids not, you know, they don't know how to be adults know. yet. No, they don't because they, yeah, they, they cause, because they never they are to, kids. They never learn how to be kids though. <laughs> right, you know, like right. Zion and like LeBron. You know, like they. They've been in the limelight since they were 15 years old. Right. Yeah. They can't even go to Walmart. They can't mm-hmm. even go to Target. They can't, you, they can't do normal stuff. And just imagine that. Like, you look at the psychology of you, but take yourself back to 18, 19-year-old Shane. Yeah. You probably didn't have that much money your whole life, and now they just about to make you a millionaire that quick. Right. You're on the road all the I'm time. Tripping. Thank you. I'm tripping. Microphone in front of your face. I'm saying whatever. Look what how life was without us, yeah. without those distractions. Yeah. Right. And now... You ha- and you're in a limelight all the time. That's something mm-hmm. that they have to deal with. We're not going to go through all the picks, but the next one I do want to touch on, we're going to talk about Atlanta, and then we're going to um, talk about, you know, the Pistons, what they did. But the Hawks, I was kind of skeptical with their draft pick. So mm, okay. You I want to hear this. No, I'm saying I like the DeAndre uh, Hunter pick, but then mm-hmm. at 10, I don't know if I guess they was just reaching for Cam talent, Red- taking Cam Reddish, like <laughs> – Two guys that play the same, about to play, to play the same position. Same yeah, and then they got Kevin Herter. He played shooting guard for him last year. I'm going to wait and see about this, but I do know my guy, Rashad Phillips, he loves this pick. He he loves this pick with uh, Cam Reddish going to, to Atlanta. He's calling Cam Reddish like equivalent to like a Randy Moss in this type of offense. He's saying Trey Young is the quarterback, and he's just going to be just letting it go to, to Cam Reddish. And it's, I don't know. It, it's 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 going to be interesting, though. I you know, Cam, like I say, he, he got the pedigree, pedigree coming from Duke. I just don't know. They they have a very young team, though. My thing is with that, though, it's interesting with that team because of the dynamics around it. If you look at their division, it's weak as hell. It's, it's Atlanta, it's Atlanta, <laughs> Orlando, Orlando mm-hmm. Washington, and Charlotte. Like, it's a very winnable division for it them. Mm-hmm. So I don't – so the – I don't know if they get that development curve right away because you can look around like, hey man, we're only two games from first place, and yeah, you, you know, what I'm saying you, you, you yeah, because wins. if you look at Orlando, didn't they get in with the losing record? 
I think yeah. it was like 40 and 42. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, Kimba might not be back in Charlotte. John Wall is still not really fully healthy in he Washington. Who knows what's going on? They might trade Bradley, Bradley Beal. Um, Orlando, they might take a half a step or two back. So it's a winnable division. So I don't know how that might affect their progress growing forward. It could help them. It could be a slight, I don't know, the expectations might get to them, but they, they, they are in a, they're in a position to where they are, everybody's going to have their eye on them. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to sneak up on too many people. I'm just going to get in a few comments. Uh, my cousin Dion, frequent caller of the show, he says, uh, he doesn't see it too much with uh well he said rj will be good not great he says if he can reach a joe johnson type level that would be a decent career for him he doesn't see superstar but joe johnson is something that he he gotta be be better than joe that's what he was just saying that's what he he doesn't see i saw joe he got to be better. I than saw, Joe. but Joe is nice. though. Joe is nice, but he has somebody like he got to be thirty today in the uh, big three. Oh uh, <laughs> man, that big three was crazy. We can touch on that too. All right, and like I said, you was on that AAU level. You're, yeah. you're still on it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Cam? Like I just, I, I keep hearing stuff about him. I don't know. Like, it, it just shocked what me. What kind that, of stuff? I'm just saying. It just shocked me that he didn't thrive at Duke like he should have. I mean, I but felt. when you play next to. Zion yeah. and, and RJ and then the little John yeah, that's boy. A t- that's, that's, a, that's a tough that's look. Tough. When you, when, when you, you, you're playing, you're playing behind, yeah, you're playing like behind two dudes who are literally yeah. drafted first and third. Like like you said, somebody's going to have to sacrifice. But it's like they label you a shooter. Can you at least do that job? Like Devin Didn't nobody shoot on that team. A, I'm just saying, but a Devin Booker didn't get a lot of touches at – at Kentucky. At Kentucky. They did right. that stupid platoon white, platoon blue thing, yeah. mm-hmm. subbing five in, five out. And he thrived in his touches. It's just like, Cam, he has some games where he did show up. But I felt he should have just been more consistent. When, mm-hmm. when, um, especially when Zion, when Zion got out. hurt. That's what I said. When Zion got hurt, it was kind of like, all right, what you going to do? And, you know, he really didn't do too much, but. And then Trey, and then not Trey Jones, um, Trey Young, uh, Trey, uh, not little brother uh, at Duke Jones. Oh, okay, other, okay. The other baby Jones. I'm glad he went back to college. You know, he, he I, they was him. calling him a first round grade. I wasn't seeing that. Yeah. Dude yeah. couldn't shoot. He's small. <laughs> nah, he, uh, he definitely didn't have his brother's game at Duke, so <laughs> I, I wasn't seeing that. Nah, but I mean Cam. I think Cam gonna be all right. Uh, he 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 has to develop that jump shot a little bit more. But one thing in the NBA. They gonna run you off that line. Yeah, oh, so yeah. You gotta be able to put the ball on the ground. Like, what's your yeah. secondary move? You know, yeah. I, it's a scouting report in college, but this is scouting report in the NBA. Like mm-hmm. now, you got a grown man that's thirty years old Athletic. checking you. You know, yeah. like it's a, it's a, it's a. I'm telling you, it's a mental difference. Like I'm nineteen years old, you thirty one with a kid going through a divorce, <laughs> yeah. all kind of stuff. Like yo, I'm taking I, all that my, frustration my mentality out of is you. different. You know, I'm going to the club after this. <laughs> you can't go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your little ass had to go back to the hotel. Salute, salute. So, uh, welcome, Donovan, Donovan, what up, man? man? What's, What's going on with you, man? This is my point guard right here, y'all. What's Come up, closer. Man? This, this is my point guard. <laughs> salute, salute, man. I, I hear y'all ripping on Cam like that. I don't, I don't like that. Touch, don't like touch that. on him, man. Do you, um, first, uh, before we start, I'll just do a quick recap of uh, the, draft. the draft. I thought you was watching a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, just your thoughts on Zion, Ja, RJ. Then you can get to the uh, Cam. Yeah, top, right, um, top three. Top three picks. I think Zion's going to be... It's hard to live up to that hype, but I think he's going to be great, a great player, a great NBA player. Is he going to be the next LeBron James, Kevin Durant? I don't see that. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant type talent? No, I don't think so. Is he going to be a perennial all-star? Yes. Okay. He'll, he'll be more in that. With Sean Kemp type range? I, yeah, I, I want to say Sean Kemp. That's a good comparison. I don't want to say he's going to be a, have a Sean Kemp 
like career because his career at the, at, at the end was, was yeah he was, fell was off. Very he forgettable. Like? Yeah, he got very that shot. I say more like Blake Griffin if he stays healthy. He'll okay. be an all star. He'll be an MVP race a couple years. I see that more um, than Sean Kemp. John ja Morant, I like him a lot. But if you watch his games this year, he has a lot of he has to mature a lot with his decision making. Him playing at Murray State, a lot of people didn't watch games. I watched a lot of games, and it was a lot of games. I'm like, what, what the heck are you doing out there? Like he's throwing the ball. Take a lot stands. of chances. He's taking a lot of chances that you can take at a small school. Cause you're the only guy. You're literally. I think their center was like six six. Yeah, I saw that big like, guy. Yeah, their, their center wasn't big, so like you're the. He got only swallowed up by Florida guy. State too. That game. The <laughs> looks there looked the same. That was like seven niners. <laughs> yeah. It's like now you're in a league where the, everybody, you might be as better than other players, but everyone's like, okay, I need you to do something. I'm not. You're not just about to go out there and jack up shots, throw the ball out of bounds. You're gonna have to do something in a structured way. And um, RJ you, Barrett, I think Barrett is. Your brother Dion said Joe Johnson. I, he I don't, don't say he'll be too good. Yeah, so Joe Johnson, all star, what seven, eight time all star. Yeah, Joe had a decent run. run. He had a decent run, but I don't see him being a star. I don't see him being like the figure piece on a championship level team. So okay, so you don't see him as a centerpiece. No, what you got, Shane? Because you look at no, him I would play, say, like Donovan. I just said if he don't average twenty four in two years, then he he ain't doing it right. Yeah, no, I I I agree. When you look at RJ Barrett play, like what sticks out that he's going to translate translate to the next level? Like this guy's going to be great at doing this. I guess you could say he's a decent finisher, but for college, he can bully grown men. Exactly. I mean, little boys, and get to the but rim. But it's like, what's what's his sticking point in the NBA? Transition, it's, I guess. You know, small stuff. Exactly. So I, like, I I can agree with that. I don't see an elite skill in the half court set when he has to. I think it's bullying is a skill. Is you think so? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like, like you're saying though, like he should be coming out of high school now. I was just about to tell you. So, that. I mean, that is, that is a physical skill. It's not, it's not what you want to rely on though. You know, so it's not like what you're really banking on, He's but, gonna get but, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a tool in your kit, man. And I don't want to, I don't want to downgrade that because it's, you're going to need to be a goddamn bully in the league. It's gonna be some people down there who are gonna definitely bully you. So you gonna you gonna have to you gonna need some of that. So I don't want to use that as a, a negative okay. connotation towards you know what I'm saying because he bullied if people. He playing a two, like if he playing, a, he's six seven, what one ninety, mm-hmm. two hundred. So in two years he should be he may grow again. He's nineteen years old. Who knows? Right. About two twenty, two thirty. Paul yeah. George grow a couple of inches. That's what I compare yeah. him to. From put six, on seven, put six, on some weight like Giannis too. I, I one knock I have heard about RJ though is his speed. So what about they get the switch? This is a switch in NBA. Will he be able to take those centers off? You know, off I, the you know off the perimeter. You know, will I he be able to blow past game, those power forwards? I think that's going to hurt him to change the game because now you got teams like Toronto. You throwing out Siakam at the four or the five. So now you don't have your traditional center. You don't have Stephen Adams, Andre Drummond switching <laughs> on to you. You got Pascal Siakam. Switching on even Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks. I don't know if y'all watch the Knicks a lot. No, I like Mitchell. He's yeah. very switchable, and it's like yeah, he's he's one of those kids that uh, skip college mm-hmm. and just train. The, the whole NBA year. is like leaning more towards that, so it's like, what are you going to do to put yourself? It's a lot of five above. out. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's a copycat league. So, right. uh, uh, thanks for your analysis yeah, on the I, top I three. T- yeah, copycat league or something. <laughs> you, you got we got time. So let's do you know our hometown. Let's just go round table, which I think about the Pistons, like her love it, draft overall. Well, you, you're gonna, what I wanted, your thoughts, let's frame it like this. We're going to talk about what they did, mm-hmm. then tell me what you would have liked to see, starting with you. All right, what they did, 
like I said, I don't know who they was going to draft. We need so many needs. It's like, <laughs> yes. you know, let's go ahead and throw the dart at the board, man. And wherever it lands, fuck it, man. They put that's, the, that's how I They feel. put the Knicks needs out there. They right. said starters <laughs> and bench. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. We, I, we I, I'm not going to argue with that guy. I just hate the fact that we always talk about he has potential. I'm tired of hearing about potential. Even though it could happen, I'm just tired of that's our – way of going but i did hear an interview with him because i don't know nothing about dude i'm not gonna hold you up he over yeah. there from france and whatnot so i was listening to xm radio and uh they interviewed him they said well what is one of your best attributes he said uh defense he said i'm gonna bring the defense home and he, and he was like well uh you're a versatile dude who can you guard he said man i can guard one through the five he said you can guard russell Westbrook." he said yeah you can guard Joel and B, yeah. So you got some heart. So my man, my man said it with ease too. Like I don't know nothing about him, but I mean, if he feels that's his number one attribute and he feel like he could do it, like hey, I I I know, I know he has to work on the shot. I'm, I'm not looking Friends for him gotta to redeem for himself, him to man, score, but because they got Frank out here. <laughs> and he looking terrible. Nah, he looks, I I, th- I don't want no more French players. Nah. To either he redeem right. himself or my man from the Pistons got to redeem himself. Yeah, it's, you, it's, so, it's it's up in the air though, man. I'm I'm just I'm with 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 this pick and with the situation that the Pistons have. It's more so of a wait and see with him. And he is the youngest person that is drafted, so he has. Like they said, a lot of upside, a lot of whatever that means. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they, they throw that around when you don't know nothing about nobody and he's so young. So Do we that, have time to wait, though? No. Blake is about to be 30. No. Drumming, no where he is where he's at. I mean, I don't. Like I said. I know I, what you're saying. I, I don't. I have no clue. It's a pick I, for the just, next GM It's just a, You're right. Right. They just throwing that on out there, man. So I, I, I'm more of a wait and see with it. I like his attitude, though. They did ask him. Who are your favorite players? And the first person that he said was Michael Jordan. Okay. So he, he a young dude though. Right, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He, he started with he started with MJ though. Then he started getting to the younger players and whatnot. He mentioned Derrick Rose, KD, a couple of other people. Saying, but but Michael yeah, retired. That, right. Well, I but he, but at least at least give him that though for even even just coming with the old school name. Like I ain't never seen a nigga play, but he got some good <laughs> shoes. <laughs> So I, I mean I I I I see man. I'm, honestly, I'm excited just to hear George Blaha say his name. <laughs> That's all I'm waiting for from a man with Blaha to say off the eyeglass and then I can't even pronounce I my man know. name. I ain't about to butcher. Thoughts <laughs> on the Pistons draft, dog. I hated it. Hundred percent hated, hated it. it. I, they probably had the second worst draft behind the Suns. Oh. Mm. So what would you have liked to see with that pick? They could have went. So when you're sitting at 14, you can go in a lot of directions. You don't draft a guy that you're hoping is going to produce in two or three years after you say you're not rebuilding right now. Now, if they say, you know what, we're going all in, we're rebuilding, they didn't make the playoff push, okay, maybe I see that. But you had the chance to draft three players that were potential lottery picks and you passed on all three of them. Those those players? Twice. Who, who? Brandon Clark. Okay. Gonzaga. I'm surprised he slid as far as he did. Um, you have Bo Bull who slid to the second round for whatever reason. And then my guy who I wanted them to draft was Kevin Porter. Yeah. I think Kevin Porter is going to yeah. be the best. I said that best, too. I said Kevin the Porter. The best. I, I think he's the best isolation player in the draft. And, and we could have got him at 30. And we yeah. traded that pick yeah. to Milwaukee. Exactly. And that's I think why, his attitude got in the way. And that's I think really why But that's yeah. 30, though. It's, it's no different than where I'm the Spurs. Yeah, I feel you. When I they took you. DeJounte. DeJounte Murray is supposed uh-huh. to go high in the draft. And then he fell to the Spurs. It's like. And guess what? He got it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a good organization around guys. He tore his ACL, but he played well for him. 
developing for him. He's a piece. He's a part of their future. You, you make that you make that trade that I loved when you got rid of that contract with John Lure, you bring in Tony Snell, you get the thirtieth pick, and then you trade it away for nothing. Like you traded that thirtieth pick for two second round picks. When the guy you drafted in the second round, you probably could have drafted with your original second round pick. So yeah, bone. I don't know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know what the Pistons were thinking. I don't know why they drafted. This Who's guy. the Pistons GM again? Uh, Jeff Bauer, I believe. No, that's the owner. GM is. No, that's not the owner. Owner's Tom Gore. No, it's Tom, Tom Gore. So who is it? I don't remember because it used to be Stan. No, no. I didn't pay attention after Stan. Stan got. That's why uh, we hard. fucked up. We don't even know who the GM is, man. This nigga just swoops in right. in the middle of the night, man, and makes a pick and swoops right <laughs> yeah. back on out. We should have just paid ten million <laughs> to go to State GM or something. Making these picks, fucking Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts on the draft, Usher? Yeah, I hated. I hated it. Hey. We we drafted a player at a position that we have our best player at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how like are we rebuilding? Are we you know, what are we doing? You know, like we just got swept by by Milwaukee, so it's like, all right, we good. Instead <laughs> of drafting a plug and play player like the kid like the kid from Kentucky who I wanted, uh Johnson who the Spurs Johnson. took. Kelden. That's what I wanted. That's I don't care what pick, that's what I wanted. Like he gonna he gonna come in and play the three, he gonna score, he gonna play he gonna play defense. He athletic. But now we taking a guy who name I can't pronounce or spell, <laughs> um, a guy that's a project and a guy that we drafted at power forward who is also that's our strongest position. Mm-hmm. So once they did that, I was like, okay, well, maybe we're gonna trade Drummond. Maybe we're gonna move this money around. You know, but I was um I was actually at the Piston practice facility Tuesday night and Dwayne Casey this little coaching thing and he was like, Yeah, you know, I like what we got in Reggie. Blake and uh, Andre, I was like, we're going to do something stupid on Thursday then. <laughs> and lo and behold, we did. You know, like, I'm just not a fan of drafting players at the best position that we have. Because mm-hmm. right now you send me, you sitting us Because when is he going to play? Like, yeah, right. when is he going to play? Like, that's cool. You can check one through five, one through whatever, but <laughs> you can't. What you going to do? You going to play the three? Tony Snell coming in playing the three? Apparently not. Man. You know, you still got Thon Maker playing the four. Thanks. You know, so what's – what? We don't have a plan, and we need a point guard. I like Buddy from Tennessee. Don't get me wrong. He mm-hmm. should play over Reggie right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, we don't like but, Reggie in the D. Uh, but, you know, like, I don't understand what we're going, what's going on. Like, the kid we drafted in the second round, I didn't know who he was. Um, the first pick, then we drafted um, uh, somebody else. I'm like, I'm, I just went to sleep. <laughs> I, 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 it was like 10 I said, And they knocked you out like that? Yep. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, nah, man. I take, I take my brother five. I take my brother five. Like, I'm going to sleep. He's like, man, I'm already asleep. Like, I'm not. I can't. My nerves got too bad, man. It's like I already got to deal with the Lions. Now I got to deal with the Pistons drafting bad. Oh man. I hope the Red Wings drafted good the other night. We got (laughs) faith in Nizer, man. Man, we got faith in Nizer. You keep letting us down. Like I said, a lot of my, I share a lot of the sentiments as y'all. I wanted to see Kevin Porter. Uh, Definitely. My thing is, at least try to reach for a guy that can probably blossom into something and then for the nba at least get a skill i mean got draft guys that have skills just give me somebody who i've seen yeah yeah that too but i'm just saying like darko 2.0 after 14 like is it something that he can do that's elite is he a good shooter is he at least a good shooter is he at nope. least a good rebounder can we at least get a guy all right I seen at least i know dunk. kevin border can get <laughs> i seen him dunk. <laughs> at least i know kevin porter can get buckets right. and then if you even think back to it man we just don't need to touch any international players no. especially after darko we should just our draft rule need to be don't draft players mm-hmm. that played overseas unless you luka Doncic or <laughs> something that we hit for was 
And that Thank was, you. That was <laughs> and it fell to our left. 20 years ago. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Like, and that was just, and that was probably Joe's that was good Joe. and best, I mean, his best, uh, one of his best picks. And then after that, he fell downhill. But remember, he had drafted Okur. Then Tayshon. he had drafted a Tayshon. Yep. Then yeah, after that, we didn't see it anymore. Y'all remember who uh, Joe's very first pick was? Who, Rodney White? His very first draft pick. Do y'all remember who Joe Dumar's very first draft pick was? Mateen Cleaves. Mateen Cleaves. We took him eighth. Mateen Cleaves. And that was a terrible draft. I already, no way he he already admitted eighth. that he kind of got in kind of late and didn't do his research. Yeah. So he just took so somebody. So he knew. took somebody who think that everybody would be comfortable with because he was at Michigan State and you know what I'm saying? Mateen was right not out. an NBA yeah, player. Yeah, he, uh, it clearly uh, showed. He wasn't a college player. He did the same thing with Darko. <laughs> This guy. Darko, ain't he wrestling like bears or something? Yeah, he like country. A, yeah, he doing MMA. something crazy. Man, MMA. Rail was talking about him, said he saw a documentary on him. So we yeah. touched on <laughs> our uh, bears. Stupid. Yeah. This nigga in the circus side. He got some type of farm Some or something like that. Now he he doing. MMA circus side. Yeah. <laughs> so that touches on the Pistons. But another thing I want to uh, transition to, because it has to deal with our home, uh, you know, our area we live in, you look at. The draft, I seen two more Michigan players get drafted. Ooh. What's up with the state guys? You're getting the higher recruits. You're getting the players with the names, but we're not seeing that transition to NBA success. So we're going to start with Shane go around. What do you think of just about development-wise, Beeline versus Izzo? I mean, and is he happy now that this guy is finally in the uh, NBA? He, he, and he, happy. he probably sent him a fruit basket. Like, man. Thank <laughs> you. For, Much success. Last, last year was the first year that he beat him. Like, that was it. Um, and, and what I'll say about that is, as far as the player comparison goes, though, like, yes, Beeline has sent a lot of players to the next level, um, and they're still flourishing. But Gary Harris playing well. Jaron Jackson, like the best player in last year's draft, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so he's hit on like two or three. But um, like some of these kids, like they they system players, and we all we all know this. Like Izzo does hold back his players. Mm-hmm. Set, like if you got to come down and run a set every play, no matter what, and you know you're coming out, right. you can't you can't flourish. You know, that's I think why the I, one uh, kid that I think he got right and he told him not to go. Who was a kid with Mister Basketball? Left after his freshman year, Deontay. Deontay, Deontay yeah, he's he not in the NBA no more. Yeah, Deontay should have stayed. Yeah. But other than that, I don't. A lot of those players he sent, I, I just don't see what was happening. Like he, he holds back his players. Like, um, I think Cash should have left after this year. This the highest his stock probably going to be. Just, just my, just my personal opinion. Like, he let him, he let him go. Like he, he holds the reins on players a lot. Whereas Beeline is like that 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 two guard offense system. It's like man, Brasdinkas, you shoot it. Matthews, you get a shot. You get a shot. You get a shot. Mm-hmm. Whoever get a shot, and kids are getting paid off of it, you know. And and they do take skill and development serious there. What they did, I don't know what's gonna happen now, but especially with Jawan. Yeah, you know, but you know he did keep a strength and conditioning coach. He kept certain pieces there, but he needed to. You know, Beeline has always tipped his hat on out executing you offensively mm-hmm. and. When if you got two guards, you got Trey Burke and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. You know that backcourt is kind of like that's tough. Like if I can say if I know I can shoot the ball without getting pulled out the game, that's easy. Like Donovan was our point guard. You know if he shot the ball, <laughs> he was got pulled out if he didn't shoot the ball. You know like shoot the ball. That's what just <laughs> shoot the J. Shoot the J. But if you got a coach on your shoulder that that's saying, hey man, nah man, hey run this. We're gonna do this this way. 
you know, you, you sometimes you overcoaching. What you thinking about just recently, just or overall? I, I just agree. How they guys I agree, the but I want to say probably Miles Bridges freshman year. I think they kind of loosened Izzo up some because you, you could see the way he was coaching even last year. Like that business, that team had no business in the final four. No, With all the injuries they had, they had no business in the final four. But I think he actually let Cassius play ball. And I think that's going to be his style going forward. Now, after Cassius leaves, I don't know what he's going to do. Next year um, should be interesting, should though. Be. Rocket. Cassius, Rocket, and uh, they don't like Foster. They say y'all don't Foster. Foster gotta go to I don't like Foster either. Yeah. <laughs> Oakland. Yeah, I don't Oakland. like Foster either. Man, you in fine, man. Talk about he got to go to the MAC, man. Yeah, nah, he, <laughs> he, he might have to. Ball State he might have to go to like Bowling Green or something. But, um, you go probably average 30 there, too, in the back. Yeah. I, well, the one thing about Izzo, his players have hit harder. Okay, yeah, he's had. You look at Draymond, Defensive Player of the Year. What 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 award has anyone from Michigan in the last ten years won? Not All Star, can't name one. All NBA First Team, Hardaway Defensive Second million. Team. He did. Yeah. Hardaway did Hardaway get paid, got paid, but by who? True. The Knicks, the worst run franchise in all of basketball. He got paid. Don't then you look at he secured. Trey Burke back. found his way back to <laughs> the secured. Trey Burke found his way back, but I want to say Gary Harris is in a better spot. DJ, he went kind of low. I just but DJ Wilson's nice, but then you look at Jaron Jackson. So it's like for every one player that Michigan has that's made to the league. Now he does produce them. Like I don't think Iggy's gonna last in the league long. Brock but that's, but he got drafted. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I think so. to the Knicks. To the Knicks. Yeah. But that's the that's why Second I want to frame this question. Izzo has the head start. He gets all the top players. Mm-hmm. Beeline is going in these back channels, developing guys, getting guys that's not. Yeah, he's not getting five stars, and he and he sent them to the league. Yeah. True, and so it's like, you know, he shouldn't be in the same question. When you look at Miles Bridges, you look at Jaron Jackson. Those guys were going to be good regardless. They were right. high school all American players. Right, right. They were in the top what a ten almost, mm-hmm. or even top twenty. They were if you projected. look at it like that. Projected. They were already going to be pros. Right. These are guys we didn't hear of. Like, you wouldn't expect that Jordan Poole to get drafted. But that's like Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes went to Michigan State. Nobody really heard of him. Nice for the the Spurs, and he's playing great. So it's like Michigan State does have these players. Beeline does develop a little bit better, though. He mm-hmm. does develop his players a little bit better than uh, Tommy Lillard. A little does. bit, a little bit, wait, just wait, a little man. bit, a little. Hold on, little. Hold on. Wait, so man. you, so you saying that a little bit, but Michigan beats Michigan State consistently. And Cassius is got better recruits. I don't think he developed mm. Cassius. They got better recruits. Mm. I, not in the last like five years. I think after Trey Burke, the recruits started coming more to Michigan just because he's they saw what they did with Trey Burke, Glenn Robinson. Mitch McGarry, that team was stacked. People forget that Michigan team was stacked. Yeah, but Trey Burke was a three star. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Trey Burke was a dog too. Exactly. That's Trey what I'm Burke <laughs> coming out the AAU <laughs> circuit, that, he was a dog. <laughs> yeah, no, he no. saw that. I saw Trey Burke play live in person. He was he a was a dog. Killer. Yeah, yeah, he was a dog. So, yeah, no, like I said, I, I think Beeline has an eye for talent. He's almost like how D'Antoni does at Michigan State football. He sees right. these three stars. Crazy how they yeah. got the reverse of these. Exactly. Yeah. It's like he sees these three-star recruits, and he's like, okay, this guy can really play if I put him in my system. Like you said, that, that two-guard set is a ooh, it's a beast. That's why so many teams aren't ready for it. So Yeah, I think it's a mixture of, of, of both what, what you were saying, Donovan, as well as Shane, that uh, you know, I think Michigan State, they have a, a solid college program through Izzo. He's going to – he's gonna. it's kind of like their drums are different. Like Izzo's beat to his drum is a little bit – Slower, harder within within the base, or whatnot, and B lines is a little bit faster. 
And, you know, because Izzo, he liked to rebound, play defense, whatnot. But then when you look at Michigan, like you said, they get those three-point, everybody's shooting. You're looking around like, man, this guy's shooting, and then this guy's shooting, and then this guy's shooting. You don't see that at, at Michigan State. And then when some of those games translate over to the NBA, so people looking at that, mm-hmm. man, we need a spot-up shooter. Yeah. This guy right here, he could shoot because he was in this type of offense in college. Mm-hmm. But then, like you say, you still can find those in Izzo's program depending on how your team is set up in the NBA. Draymond fit perfectly for Golden State. You know, he likes to rebound. He doesn't like to score all the points that everybody else does. He likes to, you know what I'm saying, push the tempo, get a little assist here and there, but play defense, grab rebounds. So it's really all about, about you know, their, their, their styles of coaching and whatnot. So I think B-Lines is actually better. Because, like you say, he's not getting all the top recruits. And like, whatnot. imagine if he and had he's, and he's top really, recruits in yeah, his system. It's just, it's how just he would look. yeah, they, they, would, they would be they would be a well-oiled machine. And you know, he, I think he really surpassed Izzo in his coaching time there. In those twelve years, yeah, I, I, I think he really. Had, I mean, he's been to what two national championships? Yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't win it. I mean, has Izzo been to in the last twelve? Zero. Zero. I think he had about what three final fours, four, four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he's been putting in. He's definitely been putting in that work, man. So, and not only that, though, but within that twelve years, I believe he is the most winningest coach in Michigan. Yeah, that's why I say he's history. Up, so fruit basket. He's, yeah, he, yeah. he's, co- he's coaching. His, he's definitely well. coaching his ass off. While Izzo, he's definitely doing his thing too because. When it's all said and done, you know, they're going to be right in the money, too. But I think as far as just matching those two teams up, I would give, I would give, definitely give the nod to Beeline. Mm-hmm. So let's do on that. Um, just uh, wrap up wise, touch on Bobo. He feel, is anyone else that y'all looked at was like, dang, they kind of fell far or I thought they would, would have been drafted? Yeah, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark from Gonzaga. I'm surprised he fell to the 20s because there were so many teams that could have yeah. used him. Even Nasir Little. I saw him as yeah, he a lottery, and he fell to the Blazers. Man, he didn't play this year. Yeah, I'm going to say so North I'm Carolina. His. Yeah, I guess because he was what? They, they always think guys that's in that top five or six in the top 100 is oh, supposed man. to be a lottery pick. I'm surprised that my guy, man. I'm surprised that my man Taco Fall didn't even get, <laughs> he, didn't get drafted. he got yeah. he didn't even get a two way. <laughs> yeah, he, his, his phone didn't ring, weird. man. His shit was dry all night. But then, you know, at least the Celtics did give him a, a little. You know, I mean, what what, what are he gonna uh, do in the NBA? That's what I said. He gonna probably only play like eight my, minutes. My thing is though, it's like I think he's <laughs> yeah. be, I think he's better than. Bobo, to be honest with you, Bobo failed every medical yeah. uh, clearance. Right. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He like, he failed, that's why he didn't get drafted. Like he failed everything. But he did get drafted. Yeah, but he still but, failed everything. Right, but what I'm saying is though, he I was, might play more games than him than, him than Bobo. <laughs> I, I was just thinking like they, those two would be somewhat in the same boat. Yeah, You're somewhat in the same boat, and you know, I, obviously, if he fell to what 44, he's Pretty much in the same boat as Taco because he yeah. didn't get drafted at all. But they said that he was projected as high as 15 in some mock drafts. Mm. Well, I don't believe all that though, but Definitely I'm, I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that Taco fall for the simple fact that he does have weight on him though. You know, ball ball is only what 208 pounds and he's seven yeah, two well. or something like that. Like, <laughs> God damn, you need to add some weight on you, bro. Because uh, you know it's, it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of banging going yeah, on down. He got guards that weigh more than you, so. But Taco Fall, he does have some weight ability. I'm not saying that he's going to be anything in the league. I'm surprised he didn't get drafted at all. I mean, he, he's he's going to a 
to a position that's going to be extinct in two years. Though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is, it is, it is moving like, that way. It's, it's going to be extinct. It's, it's, like, it's, it's moving that way. Three, you're not going to play basketball. It is moving that way. I think he's too big. Yeah, too, he's yeah, too big. Yeah, like, just we, too big. I could coach. I could take it. I right. win a state championship. Right. But I, NBA now. NBA. Yeah, anyway. it's going to be tough. Yeah, centers out there shooting three pointers now, man, and they putting the ball on the court and crossovers and everything. I don't. Yeah. Him checking Anthony Davis on the three point line. Yeah, it's, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Some man. other players went undrafted too, noticeable. Uh, you see Marcus Howard. I think he was up there, one of the league leaders. I mean, one for NCAA mm-hmm. for a points per game. Mark had Dale. a had a fifty point game. Had some forty point yeah. games. But I think five eleven. The size hurts him. ACL hurt Matthews. It did. That ACL mm-hmm. definitely hurt Charles. And being a coward during uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the last two months of the season, but that's different. Yeah, and I had high expectations for yeah. him coming in, especially after that run last year. And then Nas Reed, man, I think a lot of people were shocked by him for LSU not I getting drafted. I was very surprised, actually, because he played very, very good in the tournament. Michigan State, I mean, yeah. Izzo defense, is gonna. it doesn't matter who you are, but throughout the year he played great. I didn't see any reason for him to fall out of the draft completely. It kinda, yeah, that was crazy. At least talent-wise, I would have just took him. Yeah, it kind of shocked me. Um, I, I was surprised, honestly, that Kevin Porter fell to the 30th pick. I thought the team would take a flyer on him, maybe like – Phoenix, you, yeah. you could have took him. I mean, him. Phoenix took – Phoenix. Uh, what was my man's from uh, North, North Carolina? Carolina? Oh, yeah, we touched on him, Cam. Yeah, like I Cam said, Johnson I would have loved to like, see Kobe White go there. But they traded back to eleven, and Kobe. I'm, I'm telling y'all, Kobe White draft. is gonna be nice. They man. said Phoenix has the worst has GM. The worst they said my man draft. is worse than uh than Nolan and the Knicks. Man, I would have put the Lakers up there too before they made. Be. Uh, yeah, they they, I remember they had an old uh, white lady saying, "My man's so tight that when he walk, his butt squeak." <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they wasn't spending no money out yeah. there. They they had like a town hall it's a beautiful meeting place out to live there too. Uh-huh. They need Charles Barkley back in that motherfucker or something, man. Oh, no. I don't I don't know what's going on with Phoenix. No, I don't know what Phoenix had, but you you had the chance to draft your point guard of the future and you draft a bench role player. I don't understand it. But just like the Wizards, you draft a guy that I don't know. I, I didn't see Hachimura, it with Rui. I I don't I don't I didn't see him as the as a top ten pick. They called him young Kawhi. No. <laughs> <laughs> he is Patrick O'Brien. That's exactly who he is from LSU. Yeah, man, terrible. So we got that going on there. We could transition. Oh, no, some other things I've seen. In the draft, we've seen different routes happening with some high school players. Darius Basley, clutch client, he skipped college, did an internship, got drafted. Mm-hmm. Then you see a guy like Jalen LeCue, he skipped, uh, passed on going to NC State. He went undrafted but did sign with the Suns on like a four-year I think $900,000, like, two-way contract for the D-League. Mm-hmm. And then you even look at now transitioning to this school year, we see the R.J. Hampton. Mm-hmm. He's going to go overseas. LaMelo, his father messed up his eligibility, right, but he's so going he to be there. Overseas. Uh, Kenya Martin is talking about his son's not going to college. Just what? what y'all th- yeah, he said his son is going to go overseas. Vanderbilt. He just, Scotty Pippen said, I think his dad is uh, sending him to uh, Australia as well. So Good day, mate. So it <laughs> just you're on a high school level. This more yeah. so affects you. Somebody coming to your players, or you think? What do you do? You, uh, so that's what you're talking about. people in the parents' ears. No, no. In them ears. Like you going against playing. Talk about the benefits. Just tell me why you right. pro college. So, for one, you don't get you play against the best players your age. Okay. You play against the best. You play against 
the top recruits who are going to get drafted. If I go to Australia, I'm playing against a farmer who probably got to go to work after this game. And Do y'all know who's the MVP of that league last year? Oh, Bogut. Bogut. Bogut at 35 or 34. Yeah. They I, MVP. That, that's, okay, that's cool, but who's his point guard? Though? No, that's what I'm just saying. No, no, no. That's what I'm just saying. If, he, if, he, if like, Bogut wins it, like, what is his competition? I like, I'm not about to send my, I'm not sending my, my kid overseas. Like, I got to – like, that's still my child. You know what I mean? I don't, like, if I can go to Duke, Michigan, I don't care what college it is. Like, if they're going to offer him a scholarship, he's a, he got a chance to prolong his career and, and play at, a, at the next level, then go play against the best players on TV every day. And people mm-hmm. forget college did. And it grows, it matures you. Like, yeah, and college rose, it raised Zion's profile. Yeah. People were mm-hmm. skeptical about him being an NBA player. He was on that stage. Mm-hmm. He showed out and it boosted him. Like I said, I don't think it's no right or wrong way. I do think, though, you want just that college stamp of approval. You're not getting that bag. We know guys are getting unofficial bags. Yeah, They're right. not getting that 900000 things like soon. that. They're securing something. Yeah. It's changing soon. <laughs> I think this Luca. like, let's get this straight. Luca was going to be great if he was American. If he's European, if he's Australian, it didn't matter. Luca was a good player. He was a prodigy. But how many prodigy. other guys from Europe get drafted every year that we never heard of and then do nothing? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. These guys don't have the hype behind them, so we don't follow their careers. They'll get in the league, they'll get drafted, and they'll be out in two years, but we don't hear about them. Because they're trying to big up the development. I, exactly. It's weird. We created basketball here. Exactly. And they're acting like these places overseas no. that this, this, found like, the this, secret this, sauce. This, this, about this is my their opinion academies on this. Are better. This, is, this is my Not opinion on this. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the saying everybody's saying, you know, catch this wave. I think that everybody's trying to catch the f- previous wave, but the wave is gone. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's now trying to find their Giannis. Oh my goodness, he's he's this guy, this guy. He's it, you know. what I'm saying everybody's trying to find him now. I remember back then, everybody was trying to find their Dirk because he was. Oh, we're gonna find a six foot ten white guy who can shoot this, that, and the other, and that wave is gone. But now, though, you look at it in this wave. Now they're trying to get our players, like I said, to try to get more into that European model. Mm-hmm. I think now they're looking at, and this might not be good for you, Shane. They're looking at trying to eliminate college as a whole and just create these basketball academies like how it is overseas college and i'm like as a whole. i'm just saying For just players. even take that route players, away yeah. just take that route away that's but, stupid because everybody not about to get paid to play basketball thank you and who's yeah. going to get who's a better teacher than coach k who's yeah, a better teacher exactly. than coach cal those guys are those overseas colleges coming and listen get their uh their knowledge like, man, i man, I play college and football man i know i'm getting paid to go to the nfl but guess what i got my degree paid for it. like that's that's stupid. So if they came and you say, just get this 50000 just go to this school, and then if you don't turn into a pro, what you say? Like I said, you don't have yeah, that yo, money. What, what, what you just got that 50000 for I one year. I got k. I probably blew in a chain because I'm 19 years old. I don't know no better. Which mm-hmm. we just talked about. You know, so why? Just set myself up, enjoy the college experience, have fun, do what you got to do. And in four years, once you graduate, if you want to keep pursuing this thing, go ahead. Go overseas. So at least have a backup. Do you think someone a degree know, or something? Who, like that model, that... European model. Who has that worked for? Like, what, name one player. Dirk got better from playing here and developing yeah. here with our trainers here. Giannis got better from playing here and developing here with trainers here. Luca came over. He was good. That's it. Well, the player has it worked for. What about these guys? Because if you listen to what R.J. Hampton said, you mm-hmm. listen to, like I said, Lamelo. He doesn't count because he's he not in that go. fold. But R.J., I guess he said he wanted a chance to be a pro, try to live in that lifestyle. 
he get to play basketball full time. Mm-hmm. He calls school a distraction. He doesn't have to be distracted by forced <laughs> to go to school. Right. Like, and I don't know how much his contract is, but let's just say six figures. He's getting a hundred thousand for that one year, mm-hmm. and he signed a two year deal. I mean, and you just touched on Brian. Did it help Brian? Brian Bowen? No, nah. no. Nah, Brian Bowen is doing the same thing we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not working. You know, like he's, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, anybody hiring him. I think he like, says Indiana, something happened with him, but I get what you say. Yeah, you know, he like, doing what we do it. But like those kids, like who's giving them this advice? Like, I want to go be a pro. You don't know how to be a kid yet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're, you're, so the game of basketball is fun. It's supposed to be, it's a beautiful game. It's supposed to be having fun with. And now you're stripping yourself of those opportunities, those college parties, those, those being on ESPN, you doing all this. We forgot about you. People didn't even know Brian Bourne didn't even get drafted. Yeah, I, I just thought know he would at least get a flyer. I yeah, thought somebody would have picked South him Carolina, up. South uh, Carolina, Frank Martin was like, thanks, but no thanks. You can't play here. Mm-hmm. So now what are you going to do? You, you're 20 years old. You're three years removed from, from high school, and now nobody wants to take you anymore. You went overseas and came back. Now what do you do? So for every story that works out, um, it's a story you got your Lenny, it's, it's, it's you got like, your Lenny Cooks out there. Yeah, you got you got forty five other stories to that one that that doesn't work out. Because Brian Bowen's not going to play NBA basketball, but if he did things right and he played with Devin Booker like he should have, because they went, they both from like the Grand Rapids area, mm-hmm. he'd be playing he'd be playing the NBA right now. Mm. Wow! And then like I said, hopefully it works out for Jalen Lequeux. He um pulled out, had a chance to go to NC State. Mm-hmm. I think he declared like. It's weird. People shocked him in May. He made the decision mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to go to college. Him and his dad was exploring things. They calling you Baby Westbrook, but Westbrook would have got drafted. I don't know how you're going right, to be Baby yeah. Westbrook. He didn't get picked up on. I just thought someone for a potential-wise would have at least tried to take him. No. And sometimes even the right management, it works getting with them. Like Clutch, they have a lot of a lot of connections. Clutch I don't is, know how good. Clutch is really clutch. Man. Yeah, yeah, like because the Darius <laughs> they, they got it sold up. Yeah, the Darius Basley. I didn't really hear of him. I didn't. I don't know what he can do, but they got him in the first round. But but what I'm saying is like you. We've seen what Zion can do. We've seen what RJ can do. Mm-hmm. We've seen what these players that got drafted can do. What does this kid do? He playing against 16 year olds who probably scared to check him. I don't know if he can play or not. I seen him dunk too. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know. And, and, and these parents go chasing this bag and, and getting these people in the wrong ears. Like, I, um, that's the part of me that just, just hates that aspect of it. Like, let your kid just, if, if, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's scaring me because I'm looking at a kid from Michigan who's ranked high. We got Isaiah Jackson. Mm-hmm. I hope no one tries to get in his ear. I would love to see him go to college and develop, but. Someone might, you know, yeah. I heard he didn't make type of, uh, you know, connections with Lamelo yep. and, and Lavar. I just mm-hmm. hope that he Uh-oh, gets big on that. Baller, baby. <laughs> oh man, speaking of Lavar, man, <laughs> y'all saw what happened this week. I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I was supposed to have a woman guest. I would love to get her opinion, but I just, I really, man, I don't know. I let y'all talk. <laughs> talk on the haze, Lavar. Just to frame the uh, situation. LeVar was going there talking about Lonzo. He got traded to the Pelicans. Then he was talking about his son, LaMelo. Molly Krim, the host of First Take, um, asked him a question, asked to switch gears. And then LeVar said, you can switch gears with me anytime. Mm-hmm. Some people construed it as him hitting on her or trying to make a sexual reference. 
LeVar came on, made a statement today because he's been watching LaMelo <laughs> at uh, the Drew League and said, switch gears means switch questions. She need to get oh. her mind out together. Mm-hmm. But you see people like Jamel Hill came out and just ESPN said they're going to ban LeVar from their part, their platforms now because they felt it was just inappropriate. He said, how you going to ban me? I ain't never been employed he by y'all. Employed, huh? <laughs> like, they brought him on there. But just Run do you think, there. like, I just hate the society we in where it feels like yeah, everything, man. We're, yep. we're chasing... Situations like this, and my bad, I just wanted to get my opinion out. You devalue real situations where people are being mm-hmm. assaulted, dealing with the Harvey Weinsteins, things like that, dealing with the Cosbys. Mm-hmm. We're going to take this situation now and we're going to try to persecute this man. Let's get the. Let's put the time and focus onto real victims. Right. And if she feels right. offended, I don't. I'm, it's, not my, it's not me to decide how she's supposed to feel. But I just really felt like that statement, you're trying to demonize a man, whether people think he's a clown or not. He doesn't – we don't need to demonize him over this. He does enough stupid stuff that we don't need to put this on his uh, on his plate. And I think that's a situation that kind of helped demonize him because he does previous weird things. And everybody kind of like wants to hate him until now. Now everybody kind of wants to jump on his bandwagon like – Yeah, you like, made him you a sympathetic figure. Yeah, and it's crazy to me because it's like i seen an old – clip when he was on espn and she said the same thing he said you could switch gears and then he kind of did a little like he was in a 16 wheeler kind of like he was switching gears and he did the exact same thing i mean i I don't know but like you said people go too far with some of these things man it wasn't even that serious i didn't even catch it if you look at him his facial expression didn't change his his, nothing changed he was just a regular no he didn't look like he had any sexual innuendos when he said that or whatnot and it's just like he added you oh lord yeah what did he he say to her right like what he just i switch gears with you anytime yeah i'm not a fan of him yeah, they it's done just, broke Steven for his little comments back in the day, talking mm-hmm. about he'd get his brothers involved and stuff, whatever. Yeah, they'll, they'll come for you, man. Stupid, man. Yo, uh, your thoughts, man, Don? I, I think, I, I don't know what ESPN was thinking. I, they blew it out of proportion. If if she didn't react the way she reacted. Like, yeah, yeah, she that, paused. Yeah, she yeah. the one that made it awkward. And like you said, it's not my place to say if she's offended or not or she felt. But in my eyes, just watching it, just literally just right. watching it, I didn't see anything. His Mm-mm. face didn't change. His, nope. Tone of voice didn't change. The way he was speaking didn't change. Nothing changed. So it's like. He was just being LeVar. And yeah. she cut them off in the middle of conversation saying she had she dick on her gears, brain. So, and then. And he was like, yeah, you can switch gears at any I, time. That was I it. just want to frame it for this, too, because people talking about she's a married woman. LeVar is married. We've never right. seen him go on right. TV, disrespect his wife. Yeah. This is a lady that's had a stroke. Mm-hmm. A woman that had a stroke, he talked about how he did her rehab. He didn't even send her to doctors. Right. And he's just been a family man. One thing, whether we felt he made the wrong decision he's with Jello and LaMelo, yeah. he's a father. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen him try to bring any disrespect to his family name on that front. Business-wise, he may be a terrible businessman, but I wouldn't call him a bad father. Not at all. Nah. nah I mean, it's just, like I said, I think there's one. That, it's crazy because you bring him on there Thank you for the somewhat controversial things that he does say. He brings ratings. And right, he does that. bring the ratings and whatnot. And then when he's, when you think he says something, you make it bigger than what it is, and then you boot him off of there. It's like, I don't understand that. Like, you're deliberately bringing him on here for whatever he possibly could say. He doesn't say what you thought he said, in my opinion. And then, like, you, you get all hell-bent about this and, and, then, and then shame him. And that's why I'm hoping LaMelo gets drafted next year, at least be a mm-hmm. high pick. Because when they want to try to do that interview, I want to see them try to keep that same energy mm-hmm. with LeVar. 
you know, because yeah. we just saw all these parents get interviewed. Yeah. So what you gonna skip over him yeah, man. if he happens to be, you know, a topic? Just what you and, think, Shane? And that, that's my thing. Like, and you're a married man too, though. Yeah, like, I'm, and I got a son on the way right now too. So like, hopefully twenty thirty nine, we're doing this about my son <laughs> for sure, uh, for sure, for sure. But you know, like, um, like he's a father. You know, he's a he's a man. He's a married man, and I just don't like the fact that what they're trying to demonize him, like over over these comments, like if. He's never been like his business moves. Yeah, they they crazy. But as far as definitely wacky, man. As far as him being a father and being in his kid's life, like I sit back sometimes, like damn, I wish I had that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot damn, of us wish, don't wish, get I that. I wish, I wish my black dad would would have done that with me. You know what I mean? Like not you, the over the top stuff. But I don't know how that feels. I don't know how it feels because I don't. I didn't have that. So you know, like I'm. He always gonna gonna get the empathy from me. Like you know, he he didn't. In my opinion, he didn't say nothing wrong. They, she said this. He said the same thing back. Yeah, you know. And right. I was like, dang, he didn't say. Let me, let me suck your teddy. He ain't say nothing. I know, crazy. man. Like he was just like, we gonna switch gears then, or we can switch gears later, or yeah. something like. Rude he said, he said, I switched gears. What you did? He didn't say he did. baby. He didn't say sweetheart. He didn't say nothing. He didn't say right. Nothing. He did the little switch gears, you know, but too. Don't, like, don't demonize this man because y'all here. may be done with with him because. His son may be out of L.A., the other son going over there. Don't don't demonize it because y'all can't use him no more. Mm-hmm. You know, so just just call it what it is. Like, like I said, if it was a reason to do it then, and if you look at it back, this was lets me know just how the hypocrisy sometimes. I remember they did an interview with him, and he talked about how he whooped his sons or disciplined them one time or slapped Jello upside the head. Mm-hmm. He needs to. He's still him. Yeah, but I'm just saying they tried to— that was a time coming off the Adrian yeah. Peterson thing. Remember how they mm-hmm. made it all crazy and that a story. That's just something they glossed over. Mm-hmm. And now you want to just blow it out then. So it's just I'm not seeing the same. You Keep know, that same energy. Jello, Jello needed his yeah. ass whoop. He sold him sunglasses in China. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out wild. to Jello, man. Like I said, it's pretty open week, man. Uh, Shane, like I said, I want to ask you a question because – you're on there. You're on the front lines. You're on your little break from the AAU, yeah. man. Yeah, I need it. So, one of the players I've been seeing, man, we're seeing Bronny. Is he le- is he legit? Two players. Is Bronny legit and is – Hey, my man's I'm getting Imani. 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 Are they legit? I'll talk about Imani first. Thank you. Uh, Imani won the state championship in the state of Michigan. Okay. As a freshman. Facts. I'm, I already believe, but just for people who don't know. Imani will be getting paid to play this game. Imani will have a full scholarship to any college he wants to go to. He don't even have to go overseas. He's already going to nah, get that bad. No, nah, he probably won't play in Michigan after next year. Mm-hmm. But Just to let our listeners know, Imani is went to where? Uh, he goes to Ypsilanti Lincoln. Mm-hmm. He's a sophomore. He's 15 going on 16. Okay. 6'7", so he legit 150 true. pounds. So he's going to put on some weight because he hasn't even hit puberty yet. You know what I mean? Like— He's already tasted the state championship as a freshman. He has all this hype, all these accolades. His thing is he has one of those dads, too. Okay. You they kind of see the dollar signs. So, you know what I mean? But it's, it's hard not to see it when they're giving it to you. When Nike's mm. saying, hey, you're on, you on the EYBL circuit, just the other team only. You and this team, they're not even elite like that, are they? No. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's good, but that's why Bronny's team and them beat him because Bronny's team has everybody on there. Smack like, them. They, 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 they beat him at 30. Um, but I think Imani is, is a really good player. Um, and 
like I said, I just wish he would, you know, just just be a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's my main thing. Like people, like you grow, you can start resenting this shit. You can start resenting basketball. Because it's a business now. Yeah, it's a business. You probably got to sign autographs it's been a at business 14, at 13 15. for him. You know, and that, that changes the game for everybody. Now, Bronny, the thing that, that, that tripped me out the other day was I was, I was watching, uh, just some, some stuff, uh, online and then, Bronny hit a game winner, and they rushing him off the court like he Michael Jackson or something. I'm like, yeah. dog, like what? And my man's at the game with it blocked. What, 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 what the fuck? Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, when is when this start happening at AAU? Yeah, he had to get a security. Yeah. Security like, had to block him. Is he a good player? Yes. Is he going to be good? Absolutely. Is he going to be his dad good? No. His dad's one of the best top three players ever. You know, like he will he get to the NBA? Probably so. I think it depends on his size. I think he would have to get to six five. He's, he's I think he's gonna be better than Jordan Sons. I'm just saying, yeah. like, if he wanted to be a, a pro, mm, yeah, I don't absolutely. think he can be that at six two six three. He, he's not the best player on his team though. No, oh no, his team is stacked. And they got like sixteen. When, he, when, he, when Mikey Williams played with them, he's the best player. But he, now he played with the Compton Magic now. Okay, Mikey Williams is the best player or the best freshman going into high school next year, in okay. my opinion. Your thoughts on uh, Imani I, I and like, Bronny? I like Imani Bates. I saw him play at Callahan Hall. They played against King. That game was packed, man. Yeah, it was packed. It was packed to the walls. Um, Coach Ward, he shut him down. I'm not going to lie. He, he shut him down for sure. But it's like he's a freshman. Coach Ward been doing this for decades, probably before Imani was even and born. One of the best coaches I've been around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it's not hard. It's like like I said about Izzo shutting someone down. But his feel for the game, his natural feel for the game, his height, his length, his athleticism, and something you can't teach. Mm-hmm. So everything else you can kind of teach. You know, you can you can kind of teach the, all right, instead of over-dribbling here, pull up, shoot that jump shot. But he has a natural feel for the game that you don't see from a freshman. Like, he plays like a seasoned high school player. And it's like, I think they're going to, I think they're going to build something at Ipsy Lincoln. I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to play all four years there. Mm. I don't think he's leaving to go anywhere. I think you don't see the, the prep row if he want to. No, because I think the coach there is like real close with his dad. I think it's like his dad's best friend growing up, something like that. So I think he stays there unless one of these schools pull a Josh Jackson and open up a school just for him and offer his dad a coaching job or something crazy like Can that. Can it become too easy for him just in Michigan? Because our, yes I would say, no. I don't know, and I ask you, Shane, some people feel like our basketball has taken a hit over it the has. years, it, it, especially it, with top players like Brian. Josh, mm-hmm. uh, Miles left. You know yeah. they don't stay in state. M- Miles left. Uh, Lil Wendell left. Yeah, Wendell. You know, yeah. like because we're so archaic. You know, it's no mm-hmm. shot clock. You can't play on TV. You can't play so many miles outside yeah, the state. Travel. You can't do travel. certain stuff. You know, it's like so. Why would I stay here? And I can go like uh like Beverly went down to uh Mount Verde and not used to sign in Miami. You know, like oh wow, people it, wouldn't even know you yeah, from here. Yeah, like. You know, like why, why, why do I got to be stuck here if I don't have to? So, Michigan basketball, just, just in my opinion, you know, obviously I love coaching, but I wish we could do more. Mm-hmm. I would love to go play a team in in Atlanta. I would love to go play team certain place, but we can't. Yeah, we can't in Chicago. I think it's going to change because you look at these, even basketball and football, like the amount of talent that Michigan is yeah. losing. Every year, I think the MHSAA is going to look at that and they're going to have to change it. But they they haven't though. That, that's the thing. It. Like it's been it's been years. Like Cass was good when, uh, like, 
we were decent when I was there, but like 2012, 13, 14, mm-hmm. they ain't changed it then. You know, like even even when Cass going to play those teams from from uh, Canada, those team in Toledo, like so what is it going what is it going to do to take to change it? What do you, what do you think it might be a, a remedy? They gotta die. I think <laughs> yeah, I, I it would think take some new basically. blood. Like, it's gonna be some new blood. Yeah, but when they die, their kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Imani Bates leaving if he does will change it. You got the number one player in the nation in your yeah. state. Josh was that. So had that same way. height, right? Yeah. Josh, Josh Jackson had Josh, that same Josh height. Josh the same thing, and he was like, man, once, they, once we couldn't go play Lalamere at when it was Consortium, once they couldn't go play those schools with Josh and Vince and all those kids there, it was like, nah, you can't do that no more. But right before Al passed, he was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm gone. Like, why? Like, if we can't go play the top schools, like, it's no reason that Wendell shouldn't still be down the street playing. Now you got to play at Lalamere. Now he on TV all the places. Him and the, uh, the big guy that went to Washington. Mm. You know, like. Is Jermaine still at Spire? No. no Are you left? Something he, happened? He, or? He, no, he, you know, he, he, he do something. Oh, okay. He, he, you know. No, because I was saying I knew that could have been a type of deterrent. Because nah, he took, like, nah, it seemed like he took all our players. Yeah, he took everybody, you know. <laughs> this like, year. It, was, it was some stuff that happened at, uh, at Old Refford. Uh Shout out to my boy Cuff, who coaching at uh, Cornerstone, who was on record coach. All right, we we could talk off yeah, air, get yeah, that info. Yeah, but you know, like it's it's just it's just messed up, man. And, and until we see the error in our ways, we're gonna keep having these kids leave. We're gonna keep having, you know, kids think about putting their their like putting them elsewhere. Because my father, he uh, this was even thirty years ago, even going back to where the Fab Five, he said it was a time where you can look at the top one hundred. And it was at least like almost twenty five players from Michigan mm-hmm. in the top one hundred. If you look at it now, it is, it's rare. Or if you do see them, they're representing another state. They're yeah. playing in another yeah. school. Like it's a reason that that Romeo went to go play with Mink. Well, it's another financial reason, but Romeo yeah. played at Main Streets like for a couple of tournaments last year mm-hmm. before he came back and played with the family. Romeo was supposed to go somewhere else this year, but he's he like I just want to stay here. I want to stay home. You know, you are you a top fifty ESPN player. You can't play on TV. You can't do the, You can't play on TV unless you play at the Breslin, mm-hmm. unless you play in the state championship game. You know, it's it's not fun. It's not cool. You know, when you turn on <clears> TV <throat> in August, you see all those teams from Alabama, the Hoovers, the 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 St. Augustines playing football. Why can't? Uh, I remember when I was in high school, Hoover had a TV show. Yeah, it came on. Why, why can't Calvin Central do that? Why can't De La Salle do that? They just won two in a row. Why can't Cass do that? Why can't King do that? We handcuffed. So until that until that narrative changes with the MHSAA, then we're gonna keep getting the same results. Mm. Any final thoughts? Uh, hey, it's Donovan. No, right. I, I agree, hundred percent. They have to change the rules, especially with the social media. Because back in the day, it was like they had the same rules, really. Like nothing really changed. It's just that now it's more accessible to everyone. Like so now these kids are turning on TV. Like, oh damn, Huntington Prep is playing Oak Hill Academy. I can't even travel to Kentucky and play a team because mm-hmm. that's outside of the jurisdiction that, that the MHSA allows. They have to travel to you. And just imagine how cool we thought it was. Like I remember seeing Bron playing mm-hmm. a high school game on TV. Right. Mm-hmm. And could you just just me? I was. 12, 13 at the time, and just the excitement I saw. And then from that, seeing other kids, I remember he played a DJ Strawberry. He had played a Daryl Strawberry song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are looks that that, ex- that, expo- that, exposure that exposure is priceless. You have a kid who probably shouldn't yeah. be playing college basketball. He come out hit two threes that, that night. Exposure. And like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Right, man, what, 
What's your name? You yeah. played with so and so. That expo that exposure <clears throat> is priceless, and you know, we're, we're we're falling behind when it comes to the to the rest of the states getting our kids out there. Yeah, I wanted to uh, touch on something. We get a little deep now, going into the other ish of the show. But uh, for people who wasn't aware, you need to be aware. Two major things went on this week. Uh, salute to everyone that uh, celebrated Juneteenth, the celebration of uh, we free, you know, being free. <laughs> So we, we have that somewhat. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you touched on that. Because also tied to being free, they had the whole HR 40 reparations here. So um, for people oh, who don't know, boy. a lot of it to <laughs> oh, me, man. I felt like it was a it was a farce. It was disrespectful. Because if you're going to really talk about reparations, it needs to be a serious matter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't serious at all. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing people like Danny Glover there. No disrespect to him. <laughs> but you can't be a weapon, baby. Yeah. You're a celebrity. I don't need a celebrity speaking on my behalf. Right. We have expert economists out there. People who have really done work on reparations. Like Eric Dyson you. wasn't there. Yeah. That, and, and then they had people on the other side too saying why we don't deserve well, we don't. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, like, we don't need Chuck your and opinion. That's what I'm saying. On the other side, saying what kind of like the uh, this it, was, just touch it, was on a, it. it was a male Candace Owens. I forgot the dude's name, but he, he pretty <laughs> I, much I could let you hard. know Hughes Coleman Hughes. Yeah, that's what it was. A that's little, name. And that's what I'm saying. You get right. these Coleman Hughes cats, the Candace Owens act. Mm-hmm. My man's got videos on the internet. I guess he was trying to be a a rapper or a musician. Yeah. He was trying to be a celebrity or entertainer. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't like work out for him. Holes love my dick or something like that. Something stupid. Cloud. Yeah. So that doesn't work. And now you want to go to the shucking and jiving to try to get right. some type of notoriety. And then, yeah, and then I'm like just <laughs> Sheila Jackson, Black Caucus, why are y'all even inviting these type of people? Right. We should have just been able to state our case, mm. whether we get it or not. I don't my, care. My, my, I'm just my, saying. My whole thing. Don't take. This, don't make it a mockery. And right. I just really felt like that was a mockery. Yeah, it's it's, it's all a clown show up there on on Capitol Hill at times, man. They just get up there to have people on their sides just shout and yell, and whoever can shout and yell the loudest wins without even getting to the real situation of the issue. But my thing with reparations is though, it's. It has to be more than just I don't. It, it's 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 so complicated and it's so deep. I don't want just more than just like money. Oh, it's it, more it, than it can't it can't be just like well here because once you like I heard I heard somebody that was running it's about what twenty five people running hurt one of the uh, for the Democratic uh, party. Marianne Williams. Yeah, saying Williams I want to give them like three every black person three thousand dollars or something like I don't need a fucking tax refund nah. check. Like, give, me, give me diplomatic immunity. I mean, yeah, because like, cause one, one, once <laughs> once that little three thousand is gone, it's like, well, uh, we paid you. Well, here you go. You don't have nothing else to say from that. Like, what the fuck is three thousand dollars going to do? But it doesn't need to be like. It needs to be something way more than money. It needs to be like land entitlement. It has to be with uh, laws. That's it's it's a very complex issue, and. I want people to take their time with that because if it ever does happen, it needs to be done right. And that was just yeah, that wasn't right. What yeah, that was that was that was a that was a shit Your show. Donovan. I, I the whole reparation, it, it's hard to wrap your head around, especially for non-black people because mm-hmm. you don't think of when you hear reparation, you're like, okay, these people are just asking. Then they say money. disrespectful stuff. Well, I wasn't a slave owner, but you exactly. you get the my man, let me just spit it right quick because I want to say it's more than just slavery. 
Correct. See, people want to think, oh, I wasn't whipping people. Oh, we wasn't. And you doing wasn't a this. slave either. No. Nah. Right. <laughs> so you wasn't born at that time. Where reparations is for it goes from slavery, which ended in 1865, up to Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Then you're not even Jim Crow. You have to deal with the redlining. Where has black people even had time to even participate in wealth in this country? You look at black people. We have about 2.6% of the wealth. Mm-hmm. That's the same amount we had basically back when slavery mm-hmm. occurred. Right. So there has been no progress. See, what they try to do is they want to show you the Oprah's. My man's was disrespectful talking about Obama's my reparations. Yeah. yeah no. Mitch, Mitch McConnell. Did, did, did I get any benefits of that? I'm not talking about Obama didn't do anything. I'm just saying, what did that do to change the lives of others? I can have a good life. Me, right. personally, I'm doing well. But for every one of me or every one of you, we're 40 million people. Right. Yeah. The bottom pack, uh, class of this race, they're like worth less than a dollar. Those are the people that need the benefits. Correct. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And my children, they may end up being well. But what about their, uh, you know, their cousins? Mm-hmm. How are they going to be? And we're getting to a place in America where we can't even afford to be American. We got people that work hard all day and they forced to do Uber once they get off work. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is you have to make that whole. We don't have industries like that in America as far as, like, oil, things like that. So you look at blacks. They did the, the cotton industry, things like that. We built America up until Correct. railroads, things like that. And they got a head start. And you got to make them whole. Huge start. So mm-hmm. to uh, to just disrespect them and try to write them off like that. And it shouldn't even been a side that was opposed to it even there to argue it. We didn't have to hear that. Not and that all. just lets me know that. They wasn't serious about it. They was playing. What I really think it was about is you have these people trying to run for president next year, and they want to say, well, at least we tried to do something for you black people. Still vote for us, and maybe we'll give you something. That's how it is. But we tried to do something Dangling that carrot in front of that donkey. And and, and that's Uh that's, Mm -hmm. that's all it is. Uh, So imagine you run a 100-yard dash. Mm -hmm. You you started here, but then somebody else started Mm -hmm. with. Yeah, they're right. Ten yards to go. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And hundred yard dash, they're running ten yards. You exactly. gotta run the whole hundred. You gotta keep catching up, catching up, catching and up. Then, and then you got obstacles in the way as yeah, well. You know, and, and 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 what 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 angers me about it so much is that <clears throat> um you know um the Jews got money from the Holocaust. Facts. Pay from that. The Japanese Americans got paid from that. Obviously And that was almost eighty what? Eighty billion. No, I'm just saying. Like, if you even look at the difference, and when they got paid, no one said, "Oh, that was so long ago." Huh. So basically, for the Japanese, they that would was put for the, the past people. Years. Yeah, that yeah. was for people put in internment camps. Yeah, yeah. and I don't Concent- think they concentration got camps. they got basically their checks in like the 80s when mm-hmm. when was uh whatever World War uh, that was in the two, 50s. whatever when they get with their 60s. So what I'm yeah, and to just be able. They're not even trying to give us anything. Like I'm saying, it's going to take more than just money. Like Hayes said, you're and, looking and, at and housing vouchers. They would have to do some type of tax exempt status. People want to say free education. Yeah, but everyone is not going to go to college. No, right. I'm saying that'll help me. But for some people that didn't go to college, what, about what is that going to help them? I got a slight situation. I got a slight. And no type of rehabilitation for that. No, Solution. All the rehab centers. Yeah, that's true. You know right. what I mean? And, 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 and but now they want to bring it for heroin. All, all of our families have suffered from that in some kind of way. I know mm-hmm. my 
lives has been personally impacted from it. Mm-hmm. But look how many but, black fathers was exactly, taken like, away from a generation. I'm, I'm a walking example of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's that's my thing. That's why I'm so passionate about it because we we took away certain stuff in in the community, but we they put certain stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I smoke this. Now the opioids out here, it's like, oh man. Oh, it's a real shit. issue now. Oh, Other people are getting affected. Wait, oh, boy, man. But when them rocks was in the hood, man, it's it was. Like, yeah. I, I think the, the whole reparation thing, the, the reason why it can't be taken serious and it probably will never be taken serious never. and it sounds bad is because a lot of people, they're like, okay, slavery happened 150 years, however many years ago. They don't realize the system that was put in place after slavery. That replaced They don't think that that's real. A lot of people are like, oh, no, you're making this up because you don't walk in our shoes every day. So if you don't believe in that system, we don't believe that system was put in place to actually put black people behind another hundred years, there's no way you're going to ever agree to reparations. But even look at it, black people as a whole, we fight for everyone on mm-hmm. their rights. Correct. Where are the minority groups saying, hey, yeah, you guys do need uh, reparations? No, they don't, they no, don't they're trying to get a check, too. They're they writing on our coattails from the civil rights. I, I guarantee you. you, I hop in my Ram truck right now mm-hmm. and make this left on 11 mile. My black ass driving that, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They, don't mm-hmm. care. they don't care what I do for a living. I mean, lives nah, are going to pull you over. But, but that's just the, and it's a fear. And, and it's an honest to God truth. It's a fear that me and my wife talked about. Like, am I going to come home? And it's something simple. I'm coming to shoot a podcast with my homeboys, mm-hmm. but it's a fear that my wife has. Like, I really hope you come home. And it's not a— I'm nervous every time. You know I got I mean? a ticket. I didn't even get a ticket. He stopped me. I guess I had a plate. I just didn't change it. And I was just nervous. And it was yeah. just a one-minute interaction. Yeah, yeah. And dude probably—it wasn't even right for me to probably even— Assume that he had bad intent for me, mm-hmm. but it's so much PTSD from I'm all triggered. this yeah. garbage that's it going on. Triggered. Yeah, I'm hey, like, you know, you know the funny thing about it everything too. Everything here, just take this, send me on my way, mm-hmm. and he let me off. You know, I was cr- able to just fix it and be cool. The crazy thing about it too, and we all feel like this, and I'm not making a scapegoat at, at all. Please believe me, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. But we don't even live in like the worst situations in America, and we still feel like that here in Detroit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like Ferguson or something like that, you would think like, yeah. oh, they really got, they are really crazy down yeah. there in other parts of the country. Like we actually have it somewhat better, even though it's not good on any stretch of the imagination. But it is way better here than it is in some other spots. Yeah. And even with that being said, you still extra cautious, and you're still thinking like, I hope I still come home tonight. And what's crazy, you know what you're talking about better. We shouldn't even live in a climate whereas talking about always oh, better. Because that's that's arguments then. Well, at least it's not like the 60s. Well, so we supposed what? to be happy because it's a little less racism. Yeah. And oh, at least you're not getting turtles. bit. Uh, like, nah, it's nah, like Chris bro. Rock said. They were just being nicer back then. <laughs> 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 you know yeah, they were just being nicer back then. They started hanging, niggas. Well, we'll just get these dogs to bite you in your ass. Yeah, at least you're not hanging. No more, yeah, you so. ain't hang no more. So it, it's 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 a tough situation. Like I said, they they need real reform. Thank I have you. no idea. I got a slight solution. Like I said, I'll just throw this just shit to the wall to see if it sticks. But maybe for black people, out of what forty years of your living, maybe you don't pay any federal taxes. I don't know. Maybe that you know what I'm saying. Maybe that might help to a degree to where some of that money. Because like I said, I don't want a cash payment unless that motherfucker like. Forty million dollars. <laughs> where I can really do some real impact type yeah. shit. Like, unless if it's something that's really going to work for change, every black person, change your tax right? But right. but if if not, like that money is going to get spent and it's going right back into the economy, and then it's going back to the 
that's to the corporations. Do. That's what they're gonna do. You understand? They're, 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 they're gonna give us enough. Yeah, just just right. like say say seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand oh, no, dollars. No, no see, here's wild. the thing. No, I'm just saying. Listen, right, right, right. And some people they will can, go for it. Can, say it. Can, talk, talk. Seven thousand dollars. You know, these are your reparations. You know, and you can, you can check this box if you want this, or you can take this land in this box. What do you think we're gonna do? We're gonna take the seven thousand dollars. We're gonna spend six thousand five hundred of it at Somerset. Yep, <laughs> but that's why government has to step in, and that's why and they have no to protect. That's what I'm saying. Right, but there, it has to be provisions in place where, like I'm saying, housing mm-hmm. vouchers. You get some type of land allocation. Yeah, it doesn't all just have to be money. Well, money is a part of it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even if you just spread it out, like I say, they gave three trillion dollars over ten to twenty years. All that money not coming at once, but right. at least it is some type of way. Because, like I say. You look at the family in Boston, it's only worth $11. We can't really afford to live. And they try to talk about black people having spending power, talking about $1.1 trillion. Right. But right. that spread out over 40 million or 16 million workers. Where mm-hmm. you look at Chinese, it's 8 million workers and they have the same type of spending power. Right. What you're seeing is we have to work so hard just to survive. Yeah. And like I said, if people try to do the Republican thing, talking about, well, y'all buy Jays and all that, <clears throat> no, that's cool. But white people, they're buying ten and twenty thousand dollar TVs. <laughs> you right. get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we, like I said, we can't afford to be American. And so mm-hmm. then you're looking at these people. You're not giving them the resources. You're not giving them the hope. People that's supposed to. I mean, even I don't even care about hope. I need something tangible. We have to be able to survive in here. Whereas we not looking at you as now. Nah, I'm not making it. Now you might come up, uh, Donovan. I'm about mm-hmm. to try to take from you. Mm-hmm. We still in killing each other over some of the most frivolous things. You get what I'm saying? Right. And that's because we don't have. Imagine if you was born, like I said, your father's there. Maybe he didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. But just imagine how your life would be if you didn't have to go through all those twists and turns and obstacle course. You could have just had a straight path. What would be some solutions then? Because like like, like we all said, what happened on Capitol Hill was just like – it was just all a clown show. The first solution is get the people there. What what, what we need to do for for them to like honestly – Hey man, these people really mean business about this. One, they we have to, to take them a, serious. They need to be held accountable. Because, like I'm saying, when we, we do hold them, we do hold them accountable. No, but I'm they saying, don't. They're they don't. not held accountable. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I voted Democratic. Remember the two times I was supposed to vote. I've only been voting since uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. You have to represent <clears throat> my interests, right? And I'm not seeing that. What I'm seeing mm-hmm. is you come around, right. you do a whole. Shucking job every eight years. You get what I'm saying? Or every four years. They do that from the beginning of time. But like I said, it's just a mess. You have to, Mm -hmm. as black people, you have to do something for them. And what I'm seeing is things trickle everywhere. You get what I'm saying? We're not getting none of the piece of the pie. No, we need some of that. And we're the ones that's been here. You know what I'm saying? And shout out because I feel bad for the... Immigrants that's stuck in those cages. What they doing to them is inhuman. That's inhuman. But I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing crazy. fights about that, and I just need our fight to be a little yeah, bit girl harder. Girl, wouldn't even give them soap and everything. Nah, and that's terrible. That's no one is. should live through that. So I'm saying we need that same right. type of fight Power, and energy. Talk Power, to me, Donovan. Control money is how you get ahead in this world. You know why these insurance rates in Detroit are going down? It, it, no one caught on. You know who's moving downtown? Yep, exactly. Have y'all been downtown lately? Yep. I work right down there. Facts. We all Caucasians. see why. It's the same <laughs> thing. When people have power, when those, when all of those white people moved in downtown and they apply for their insurance or whatever, they call Progressive, they call State Farm. They're like, "Oh, what's your address? 
They looked at it. Oh, that's in the red area. Wait, hold on. What's your address again? Mm-hmm. And their insurance rate went up double, triple. Right. Yep. They ain't so, going for that. So now, you know what they do? They go to Cap- They go to Michigan legislature, and now they're changing it. It's been a year and a half since they've yep. been moving in, and it's changing that fast yeah. because they have power. They have the research. They have the money mm-hmm. that can allocate into getting things done. As a whole, we don't have any black leaders. Who's my bad. Let me come leaders? in. Like, I, my only retort to that is it shouldn't even worry about no type of power or anything. Oh, this whole, it, or I'm just saying sure. this is a morality issue. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? To just look out here and look at some of these conditions that people live in and to be okay with that, to look at the grind and just terror that they dealt with all these years Mm -hmm. and to feel that they're not owed anything, that's inhuman to me. And then on top of that, you got to think, people were slaves that long, dealt with Jim Crow that long. You look with us, like I said, the PTSD, we deal with same things on TV. Where is the people that's coming in trying to offer some type of therapy for that? We and, need, as a and, people as a whole, need some type me, of therapy. And me working you know in education, like, I see it every day. I got kids come to my office like, yeah, I don't know where my dad at. Mm-hmm. And this is, these are, these are, and it's normalized. It's, it's a normal conversation, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. These are normal conversations I'm having with 15, 16-year-old, 17-year-old young men and women, and it's normal. Right. You it's know, terrible, and, and that's, man. And that's, and, that's, and that's not good. Like, and, and I dealt with it myself. But that's why I chose to go this way. Mm-hmm. But you can get a kid who was just like me. He can chose to go the other way. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, fuck it. I'm going to tear this mother. I'm going to tear the whole world up. Because right? yeah. I ain't had nothing. Because you're putting their back against you the know, wall. You know, I, you know a lot saying? of people right. are not going to turn out. You know, I feel exactly what Donovan was saying. And it goes back to one of the most popular movies in our culture, Scarface. Boys in the Hood? Scarface. <laughs> and he says, first you get the money. Then you get the power. And then you get the respect. Money, and, and, money, but, money but, don't mean shit, though. I mean, I'm going to tell you why money does. Because when we're dealing with the things we're talking about, laws, there are people in Washington who pay these lawmakers. They're in their mm-hmm. back pockets. That's the money that they're paying. These oil corporations, they're paying all these lawmakers. We don't have the money to influence laws. Yeah. That's we don't we, we don't have the money yeah. to influence laws. Yeah. All these people the oil people, man, listen here. I know we fucking up I know we fucking up the environment. Well, I know we spilling all this oil into these waters, but you know what, man, go some money in your back pocket. Then when you see them on TV, like how can you even back some of these facts? You're like, well, no, I don't, I don't see any of that. I don't like, oh, these facts are right here, but they got the money in the back pocket, and that and, and, that, and that bring and that brings all the power that they have. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the that's the that's the macro, Wait, right? On the micro, even if you got a little bit of money, like here, like, they don't care. They don't care how much money I get. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, at the end of the day, how I'm looking at it, how we all looking at it. I'm still a nigga. You know why it don't matter? Mm-hmm. Because the people no matter, that's in no power, matter, no matter what, the people that's in power don't look like you. Right. Yeah. The people if in power, yeah. Like if the people you, in power look like you, it'll be different because yeah. they'll different. have your interest, so, so interest involved. Mm-hmm. What are those next steps that we need to do to get there? Like, we, we, we it's a lot of talk. It's a long path. Talking never mm-hmm. won shit as a country. Nah, no, never won nothing. So, what actions can we do? You know, I think it starts with lower level elections. Mm-hmm. And it has to start within yeah. your 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 local government, within your city hall and yeah. whatnot. So you get your city ordinance in order, and people and, and and people, we have to do this. I know I know it's kind of boring. I know we all have 
tough days. We work 12 hours sometimes, even more for some people. We have busy lives. But we have to go to some of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, though, we also have to, as, as we have to represent our peers, we have to go to jury duty, too. We do. Mm-hmm. We have to represent ourselves because, we, like you said, we're doing all this talking, but we're not representing. Yeah. We, have to, we have to do our, our job as our own individuals as well to make sure that we hold people accountable. Absolutely. Because if we're, not, if we're not in these local ordinances, because those are going to affect us more on a daily basis than some of the laws that they might pass yeah. with Trump and, and Congress because they move very slow. Yeah, because yeah, so, if you look yeah. at it, like, like unfortunately, like y'all saw that incident that happened in uh, – Arizona, they yeah, put the Phoenix. gun on the people. Yeah, about uh, over a dollar, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Out of family dial. general, the daughter took a little dial. Pretty much, police followed them home to their crib, came all running, putting guns on them, pulled the gun on the lady, watched, made her put her child down. Um, I think Jay Z stepped up and uh, offered some assistance, pay for their lawyer, mm-hmm. money and, and power. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. If it's not a Jay Z around, you get right. what I'm saying. How many not people is able to do yeah. that? If that situation does get escalated on social media, thank you. Jay-Z or if he's doesn't even recorded, exactly. And then, like, so, like I said, they had a little town hall. A t- I mean, a town hall where they uh, right. was trying to, you know, people was coming out apologizing mm-hmm. and they was doing stuff and talking about how we need to make relations better. No, man, people just need to do their job. I don't right. need no yeah. fucking relationship with you. If I right. pay you. And your job is to protect and serve. You need to protect and serve me. And then two, don't come up, dog, bro, just pulling a gun on me like that. Right. Uh, (laughs) You get what I'm saying? And and that's my thing, too, because if we have people in power who can change the policies of how you hire police officers and the training that they have to go through, make sure that they're mentally capable of doing everything that they need to do. So we have to have people in power to put policies in. Listen, you want to be a cop? No problem. This, that, and the other. We're going to evaluate you mentally through this, this, that, and the other. You might have to live around some of your peers so you can understand your community you got, you and whatnot. Live in Detroit to be a yeah. cop. That's, that's yeah, it, it's, that, that, that helps. Right. That, you know where I feel the safest at? On Seven Mile and Blown. Oh, yeah. I feel right. safer at the house I grew up in mm-hmm. rather than. On the burbs somewhere where, where they don't know at. you. Right. You know, because I can I get in my truck like, shit, what am I getting into now? Right. In the right. hood, it's like, all right. And you know, you know, you know, you know, it's funny too because uh, it's, it's a, it's a, and, and it's a crazy syndrome. Right, I'm not sure what to right. call it, but it's familiar. Like, yeah. like I'm familiar with with Seven Mile and Blue. I don't care what kind of car. My my auntie Parker Jaguar right in the middle of Seven Mile and Blue mm-hmm. on the east side. But I live right here on Ten Mile and Evergreen. It's like, damn, I'm getting in my car. Where am I going now? Right. I know, man. Constantly and, and, on the lookout. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny that you mentioned that because one day I was in the uh, the Myers where the old refer was at, right there on uh, yeah. Grand River. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's right down the street from my uh, my crib and everything. And um, I'm in there one day, and there's a dude who's kind of wilding out. And there was some cops in there, but they kind of understood how he was wilding out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They had a mental of like, man, get your get your goofy ass on yeah. out of here, man. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you had somebody who didn't understand, even though they didn't know him personally, and under yeah, they, it it would have got escalated instead of de-escalating it. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of like, man, this is one of these crazy niggas. Man, get your, get your silly ass on out of here, exactly. man. For, you know what I'm saying? They talking to him like, you talk to your cousin or something. Man, get your, it's no, it's no reason to escalate certain things because they know the, the, the neighborhood, they know the people and whatnot. My man was just some goofy ass nigga fact, whatnot. So just inter- right, right quick, you said the best thing, they know the people. Mm-hmm. That's a cop that acknowledges that person humanity. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas, like, exactly. I, unfortunately, it had just came across my timeline where Philando Castile had got a shot, 
and um, when he, whatever, the guy was exonerated. Mm-hmm. But he, huh. he told me, like, I mean, when you read the story, the guy said he feared for his for life. Fear for his life. In like, three seconds of meeting a guy how, how is it or walking to his car, you fear for your life in three seconds yeah. enough that you had to shoot and seven this, rounds. And this is your job. Into a car. But yeah. I'm looking at people get beat up on. It was a video I just saw a white guy beat the cop. They like, you're going to oh, get yeah, in trouble, Billy, trouble. or whatever yeah, they call like, it. Hey, Billy, chill. He get in the car. And they like, chill. <laughs> chill. No rounds is left off on them. So like I said, we could talk about that nauseum, but I just want to let people know that I'm serious about reparations. Yeah. But we can't just make it a joke. And what I saw here was a joke. You know, I don't need Danny Glover. Put people out Shout there. Shout out to uh, Tanisha Coast, though, man. Tanisha Coast, yeah, he yeah, did a good job. He did like, a good job, I though. actually felt like what he said, yeah. it was some real stuff. But like I'm saying, still put the people in there that do the real research. And one that right. uh, I would prefer people to look up, it's a guy named Sandy Darity. He works for Duke, he's an economist. He did an article called 40 Acres and a Mule, What It Will Look Like Today. And then he also talked about the 10. Uh, the the 10 myths of the racial wealth gap. So mm-hmm. it basically is black people sometimes they feel like, oh, well, if you save money, if you get financial literacy, that'll help you shorten the gap. Uh-huh. No, this Not is a 200 year uh-huh. gap that it would take for us to make attention. up. Yeah. You know, so it's such a lot of that. Um, let's just go around. Everyone get your shout outs. We about to get out of here. Thank you. It was a good show. Yeah, it was a good draft mm-hmm. recap. Uh, we got some good insight. Shout out, out to, to uh, shout out to all, all my uh, coworkers out there at Lear, man. We, uh, you know, it's like family out there. I appreciate everybody that be tuning in and listening, man. We want to download the podcast. Uh, you know, just shout out to all my coworkers out there, man. I love y'all, man. Y'all good people. Shout out to the Pistons for pissing me off once again. They <laughs> <laughs> never fail. Never failed me. So, you know, just let me down again. Second time, third time in the last four years. We're going to get it right next year, though, fellas. Don't worry. Back always next year, huh? Back in the lottery. That's There's good. always next year. Uh-huh. Yeah, shout out to Michigan Goonies, man. Uh, five sure, years sure. in the making, you know, now we're on Adidas Circuit Prep Hoops, man. Doing big things. Plug uh, anything. Let us know any websites, anything, uh, how we can Mich- follow y'all. MichiganGoonies.com, MichiganGoonies at Instagram, MichiganGoonies at Twitter. We got 17 kids playing in college right now. Shout out to Christian Clark, your cousin, mm-hmm. who is okay. playing college right now, who played with his one tournament, and now he's doing his thing. Shout out to my wife. Uh, and and little baby rush inside her. You know, okay, like man. Other, salute. Other than that, man, you know, shout out to Hazel Park. You know, yeah, shout uh, out to Coach Wilson, man. Yeah, he brought uh, most yes, of sir. these relationships together. I wouldn't mm-hmm. know. Uh, real. And shout out to my point guard, man. Like like ten years ago, this is my point guard. So you know, it's funny how time flies, man. Get it in, Troy. Now I just want to uh, salute everyone that listens, follows the platform. Appreciate uh, sports you. and other issues. You can find us on Facebook. We are on SoundCloud under the podcast Detroit. Uh, So you can get all the episodes there. I think this is episode 11. Uh, Keep calling, engage. Uh, Shout out to Real and and Malk. They didn't make it today. um, What up, Bug? Yeah, man. What up, Real? You know, y'all was missed today. And uh, last but not least, I want to shout out my son, Tristan. His birthday was the 21st, Big Ten. Milestone year okay. for me. I've been a father for ten years, Ooh. and then uh, today is the OG, my pops' uh, birthday. Salute oh, to oh, John, my father, man. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know where I'd be here without that guy. But much you love, know, much love. Appreciate I get to have my dad another Best year. Best freshman so coach in the state. We're gonna keep pushing. We're gonna keep pushing. But uh, that sports another ish episode eleven. Thank you. We out. <laughs>